0: Yo, what's going on, guys? So, before we jump into this conversation, which I hope you guys enjoy quite a bit, I just want to preface this by saying that since this conversation's happened, Tristan's Instagram account actually got banned and removed off Instagram. He no longer has access to that. So, he has a new Instagram account. I think it's like uh, Thane Jutsu or something like that. I'm going to throw it down here at the bottom of the screen. But I just wanted to say, I think it's kind of funny that since this conversation's happened, We haven't even aired it yet. I'm not saying that this is the reason why. I'm just saying it's just kind of funny and ironic that his Instagram account got banned. So let's jump into it and see what you guys can hear from him before, well, my accounts get banned as well. I can't really, um... It is a dope fucking gift, man. It is fucking dope. Sorry, we just fucking, um... We just uh, kind of like cut out there because I realized that our audio was messed up. And I don't really yeah. have like a producer or anything. We're yeah. just kind of flying with this. One but man band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, two man band today, two man. Two man band today. But um, we were just kind of talking. I told we Tristan and I met up this morning. We, um, you know, uh, we kind of met up at the gym. Mm hmm. Uh, we had some good rolls, I, but I accidentally, I didn't tell him that there's two gyms under the same company in yeah. Richmond, and he went to the wrong location this morning, so he did kind of miss like uh, the first little bit, but yeah. we got to stay later and get a good roll. I, I
1: had a good workout today, man. For sure. Me too, bro. Yeah, so I went to the, the gym. So it's Gracie Baja. That's our jujitsu gym, and uh, I guess there's two locations in Richmond, so I just picked the first one that came on Google Maps, and that was the one in Steveston. I went there, the door, I paid $8 for parking for two hours. I went to the door, it was locked, all the lights were off. I'm like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? Called Mark, and he's like, oh, it's the other location. So I came like 30 minutes late to the next, the next location, but we definitely got some good training in, got a good meal in, and now we're here.
0: Yeah, dude. So um, because I've only ever seen that gym, and I don't even know anyone really that goes there. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I've only ever seen that gym running by. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, yeah, that's a
1: good location. Like when I went there, I was like, "Yo, this is a prime spot." It's right on the like, water. That must be some good. They're paying some good rent money for that spot. That's why you pay for parking, man. For sure. That's
0: crazy, but um, yeah, dude. Let's guys kind of jump into. I guess we can talk about jujitsu first. We can, yeah. and uh, we'll talk a bit more about like intentions because I was mm-hmm. wanting to talk about like kind of living intentionally and living within like your own values and um, kind of. I guess, yeah, we'll just kind of go with that for now. For sure. But, yeah, um, yeah man, tell me about, like, uh, like in the last, like, kind of year, like, about your jiu-jitsu journey, man.
1: Yeah, so, like, in a calendar year. So, actually, um, Vancouver, born and raised, but I moved out to Edmonton to help with my family business, and I was there for about three years. I was training at Gracie Baja Edmonton. Um, mm-hmm. I moved back here, um, what was it? February of 2021 I think it was February 2021 yeah and um, since then I've been able to train lots at Gracie Baja Burnaby that's my school Um, my younger brothers go there too I have two younger brothers both blue belts both train and um, in competition so I'm so lucky Um, when I was living in Edmonton I had a couple competitions that went fairly well learned a lot lost a couple of them and uh, my most the most recent competition I was gonna do it actually got canceled the day of because that's it was March 2020 right when the pandemic was starting right when the lockdowns were starting uh, starting to come and like I obviously saw it a mile away like I knew this was happening I knew my competition was gonna happen but we can talk about that later and um, moving back here like I've been lucky to do uh, Gracie Baja comp nets so I had one tournament in, I believe, December of 2021. No, 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 March of 2021. And um, I realized a dream because when I was living in Edmonton, I was just watching my brothers train in Vancouver, just watching them. I'm like, wow, like I can't wait to one day go back and train with them. And I also can't wait for the day that we can compete together and hopefully all of us win. So of March of 2021, uh, my, th- my the three of us, my two brothers and I, We all competed at the same tournament and we all won first place in our divisions. So that was a dream that was realized. And um, my next tournament was December of 2021. And it was the first time that I've ever done two divisions. Like I've kind of been self-doubting myself a lot about like my cardio and all these things. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm just going to sign up for both my weight class and then the absolute division and Win or lose, I win for even trying. So I ended up submitting all three of my opponents in my weight class, which was 181.5 pounds, and I only weighed in at 172 pounds, so I got first place there. And then I went into the absolute division for Blue Belt, which is all weight classes, and uh, I submitted all three of my opponents there, won first place there. And then because of how well I did on that tournament, I got invited to do this Gracie Baja Challenge Night which is all the people who had really good results on the previous tournament were invited um, to do these one-on-one fights, and it was like live-streamed and commentated on, and I managed to defeat and submit a guy who's almost 70 pounds heavier than me, Um, and now upcoming on March 5th, I have another tournament where, once again, I'll be challenging myself. I'll be doing three divisions, my weight class in the gi, my weight class in the no-gi, and then defend my first place in the absolute blue belt division again. So yeah.
0: Gangster, dude. Yo. And like, how did you get into jujitsu in the first place? Cause you've been, yeah. you've been rolling for years, right? Like it's yeah.
1: been like a, a couple years. Can you move this closer? Your For fish? sure. For sure. So it's actually, yeah, it's almost been about four and a half years now. And the thing is, so my brother Sam and I, we were both working at uh, Steve Nash Marine drive. <clears throat> I was sales and he was a personal trainer. And then, one of the other personal trainers there, who's a friend of both of ours, he actually invited us to go to a, a jiu-jitsu class in Gracie Baja, Vancouver. And I was like, ah, like, I don't know. Like, I've tried jiu-jitsu as a kid. I tried judo as a kid. It wasn't really my thing. Like, I love football, rugby, like, contact sports, but I wasn't really a fan of that. And then I went, and prior to that, I thought I, was, I thought I was, like, hot shit, you know? Like, always getting in fights, always winning street fights working out all the time, like all those sorts of things. And I went to my first jujitsu class and I got submitted six or seven times in one five minute round by this old, very short Asian guy, like just beat the shit out of me. And (laughs) in that moment I was like, yo, like I thought I was a tough guy. Like I thought I, I thought I was hot shit. I thought I was cool. I thought all these things. And it was very ego shattering. And in those moments, people can go one of one of two ways. They can be extremely bitter and not want anything to do with those sorts of problems presented to themselves. Or you could want to continue trying to get better at that pursuit and continue trying to overcome that and learn like what, how, why are you losing? Why are you experiencing defeat and obstacles and then try and overcome them? And that's exactly what I did. I got so addicted to jujitsu and I never stopped after that. Got my ass kicked and, changed my life for the better
0: yeah dude i i love that because i like it literally and like you hear so many stories like that literally i feel like everyone's got like kind of their version of that and it's like it really like it makes me think of like the first couple times i went to jujitsu like i had a similar story like i you know i came from like the weight room playing rugby you know like kind of always like doing you know the tough guy stuff Yeah. And I remember the first time I went to a jujitsu class was like a, it was a no gi at this other MMA gym. Yep. Yeah. Like, not really like, tra- like, it wasn't like a traditional like gi class. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. Just no gi. And uh, I remember I just got shit kicked, <laughs> like, literally. And I remember being so pissed. Like, the mm-hmm. same way, you, the way that you were thinking, like, I remember being uncomfortable the way you yeah. said, like, people get bitter. And I was like mad. And then within like the first, Like, even before I left that night, I remember looking at this guy and, you know, he's bigger, stronger, like Mm -hmm. in every way he dominated me, like in every single way. And it was like so emasculating for me. So
1: emasculating.
0: I was like, I'm this is the first time I felt like a little bitch, like there's nothing I could do to this guy. Yeah. And he makes it look easy. And and like there's nothing. Like there's nothing. Even if I wanted to break all the rules of jiu-jitsu, there's nothing I could do to this man. Like Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking like I need to achieve that.
1: Yeah. Like that is ultimate confidence, man. For sure. And one kind of like side note, yeah, I was as I mentioned, like I always used to get in street fights, like I've been on Bar Watch three separate times, all for one year each, where I can't go to clubs or bars because of fighting. And then once I started jiu-jitsu, I've never been in a street fight since. Like, because it's such a good outlet to express aggression and creativity. Like, you don't feel the need as a man to go out and, like, challenge other men to physical alter- altercations because you know what you can do. You're able to do it in sparring sessions and see what you're capable of, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you don't have to go out into the world and cause violence. And, like, just thinking of that, I've been in a couple situations recently where, like, Normally, I would try and fight the person, but now, like, I don't want to hurt them at all. Like, I would way rather just talk it out. And, like, I have no intention to hurt people anymore. Whereas, prior to jiu-jitsu, I was so angry. So, like, wanting to unleash this these physical things, you know, like, prove myself to myself. But through the gift of jiu-jitsu, like, just completely took that out of me in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, I, dude, I was kind of laughing there a bit because I was thinking... <laughs> When you were talking about that, I remember—I literally remember one of your Instagram stories that (laughs) you made, where it was like—I can't remember what it was—like some guy in traffic that you were like, you guys were bitching at each other, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah. And then we both found out that we do both do martial arts, and it was just like we just told each other to have a good day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yo, mutual respect. Like, (laughs) we don't need to do this. Like, I respect you. You probably respect me. Like. It was obviously something that we can talk about, you know? Like we don't have to we're both martial artists. Yeah. Yeah, just like it, it this
0: isn't the place, this isn't the time. Exactly. Yeah. I like that, man. That's so sick. And and just talk about it as well, because you were talking about before, like when you're driving to class right now, mm-hmm. because you're training for um like tournaments. Yep. Like kind of talk about how you've been setting more intentions, like how you've been using like maybe visualization or just like kind of setting intentions. Like you mentioned, uh, like when we tried recording before, Mm -hmm. uh, you woke up and journaled first thing in the morning. Like is that one of your tools? Like kind of talk about living intentionally a bit.
1: Yeah, so in regards to jujitsu being intentional, so it sounds very cocky, but a lot of times I have a a lot of success in my gym with my rolling and against other opponents. And unfortunately, it makes me fall into kind of a place of complacency, a place where I kind of just act nonchalant in my rolling because I know I'm not in like serious threats or I will win even being nonchalant. And that's not the kind of mindset that I want to have. So very recently, or not very recently, but um, preparing mentally for this upcoming tournament, just trying to be a lot more intentional like, uh, I meditate every day. And when I meditate, once I get to that spot where it's an empty mind, then I start to do my visualization. I start to imagine myself in scenarios on the mat, imagine myself being getting my hand raised and having gold around my neck. And it's like a zero-sum game. Either you win or I win. And I'm going to win. So I need to, visualization has been so essential to me. But when it comes to just intentionality in general, um, yeah, journaling has definitely been very helpful to set a course on what I want to do and what I need to do. Even in the times where I come home from work and I feel like lethargic or want to just like game and sit on the couch and stuff. I know I still have things that I need to do and journaling in specific, like it's so good at, if you set tasks for yourself, it feels so fulfilling to just check those tasks off. Like once you complete them and then you can relax, like you don't do some work before you relax. But, yeah, intentionality is very important to succeeding. 100%, man. Would you believe that I
0: told, like, uh, if I told you that this was one of the things I had to do today? This was on my checklist. So thanks for helping me of do that, man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> that, that's so Glad sick. It i wrote that down in my book too this is
1: also in my journal as well as the training we already did so good good stuff hell yeah man i did the same
0: you can swear if you want i don't care it doesn't (laughs) fucking matter but um (laughs) dude i i love that though man especially about like living intentional because one thing i've been trying to do recently is like um live more intentionally Mm -hmm. like i feel like especially with like anger like if you grow up like i feel like a lot of young men can can uh, can kind of relate to that is like um like i feel like we're we get stuck in the trap of living like reactionary to our Man. life like like react like something happens and then just react and like so many people like especially like young men i feel like when you're either anxious or scared or confused or whatever it is like i know for me like my default reaction is yep. aggressive yep. Pr- pretty aggressive like mm-hmm. that's
1: just and it's, it happens without even really thinking about it. It's the initial, the just like primal response, you know? And like, at least for myself, I've done a lot of counseling as well as a lot of psychedelics. And both of those have really helped me. Like, I'm obviously not perfect and it's still a learning process, but going back to the intentionality of just being intentional, like in little things such as like road rage to just like kind of be intentional. Like, you know what? That person could be, any number of circumstances in their life as to why they're driving that way or acting that way. Like, who knows what's going on in their head, you know? And just being able to... One of the biggest things for guys is just not reacting and just being able to pause, like, breathe and reflect and then choose your course of action. And easier said than done because it's so easy for, like, hot-headed guys, you know, think, like, okay, like, pull over, like, let's fight type of thing or, like, (laughs) give you the middle finger. Like, fuck you, bro. But... It's, it's another thing to be intentional, to just be like, to pause, take in the data, reflect, and then choose your course of action. And it's, it feels so much more fulfilling to show grace instead of immediately going to like anger and violence. And you feel good with yourself, but obviously easier said than done. It's like a process that you have to keep at it.
0: Yeah, dude, I've been trying to live more intentionally that like in the last like year, especially. And, um. I've been thinking about intention, like living intentionally, like just doing, like before I thought it was like, if I just set to do like six things in a day and I do those six things, then that's living intentionally. Like Mm -hmm. that's where I was, I had the misunderstanding Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and uh, I'm learning now that it's like, no, it's like every little thing. It's like, it's like the thing that, you know, your girlfriend says to you that you maybe don't agree with or, or you know, whatever it could be. And it's like, you have a choice every single time, like every single time.
2: Mm-hmm. It's there's like
0: a, there's a choice that, that of...
1: Quote, I think it's from Musashi from Book of Five Rings. It's like, how you do one thing is how you do all things. Yes,
0: dude. Yeah, And it's like, uh, it's, dude, it does bleed into everything. And that's For what sure. I was going to say next. Yeah. Is like, the more you react to the world around you, like the other day we were talking and she was <laughs> talking about how, you know, I've become, I guess, more... Um, and sorry to talk about this, but it's here, so... But it's like, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm if i not listening properly or whatever it could be, and, like, I understand. Like, dude, I deal with my And, own. you know,
1: listening is such a skill. Like, it's not just... You can just listen. Yeah, yeah. You have to be intentional mm-hmm. listening. But can, what were you saying?
0: No, but it's just... Uh, as well as just, like, understanding other people. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just... Uh, when you live in that, like, reactionary, like... I'm I'm right like you're yeah. assuming that you're right all the time and then you have to assert that on someone because yeah. that's what
1: aggression really is is yeah. like
0: the assertion of your view I win you lose yeah 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 but that's
1: where empathy comes in yeah, yeah dude. trying to understand their perspective like we're just bound to our emotions sometimes that we can't see potentially like how their position is you know so like empathy is definitely huge in those situations mm-hmm.
0: and it's not even just about like relationships like yeah. it goes into everything like yeah. it's like you know, how do you deal with when you're at work and yeah. something goes wrong and you have those moments where you want to chuck your wrench or scream Dude, at someone? Yeah. Like, it goes into every single thing. Kick a hole through a wall. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've done stupider things than that, bro. But I know, like, for sure, it's like um, the more I live reactionary, yeah. the more I live
1: reactionary. And it's like you're not in control. Like, whatever that is is in control of you. You know, the intentionality sets you apart from that, being able to choose your course of action, choose these things that you want to do, being your own sovereign individual instead of allowing your emotions and the reactions to control you.
0: Yeah. And when you say it that way, it actually like brings more light to the situation because uh, I've, I've always had uh, like an anxiety around not being in control. Like I hate Same being here. the passenger in a vehicle. Yep. I hate flying. I hate any
1: situation that I'm not in full control of. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like But that can also be a very big hindrance to our lives because a lot of times there's so many things in our scenarios and realities that we cannot control and trying to like control them will just bring us more sorrow and stress. That's like another thing that I've learned over counseling is like I would try and control every outcome, every scenario, all the elements in my surroundings to, like, the outcome that I want. And a lot of times, things are out of your control. And, like, you can't control those things. And attempting to just brings so much more negativity and stress onto yourself. But, like, I don't know. I, I like that, again,
0: man, I like that you said that because um I've been really... I've even vocalized it that I've been thinking more outcome based recently, mm-hmm. trying to achieve a certain outcome as opposed to being process based. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when you say it that way, it makes me realize the flaw in that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's uh, dude, you just shattered my
1: ego, man. Like that's, <laughs> I'm glad because it shattered my ego too. Like, and the counselor told me that because I try and control like my scenarios and realities and shit. And it's like, you can't control everything. Even going back to driving, you can't control how the person, like they may be going like 30 in a 50 zone. Like you can't, hey, speed up. Like, no, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. So like over stressing yourself over things you can't control is another process that like you have to be intentional about it because trying to control things that you can't control will just bring more stress upon yourself, self-inflicted stress. Do you study Stoicism, like any Stoic philosophy or read anything like that? I watch like YouTube videos from time to time. I definitely take some inspiration from it, but like not like super versed. Dude, you speak like a a Stoic, man. I love it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just want to... I'm not perfect. Like I'm still... All of these processes are still processes to me. Obviously, no one masters some of these things. It's just like, once again, intentionality. You have to be intentional in the things that you want to do. And... That can that applies to everything that you do. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things I've been trying to do recently, like I like that you've been, you know, visualizing more um, in regards to jujitsu. Like when you're meditating, when you're driving to jujitsu as well. You were talking mm-hmm. about as well. Um, like, and one of the ways I've been trying to be more intentional is like I literally turned off all my notifications on my phone Smart. except for uh, phone calls. And like text, like if you text yep. me directly, like group mm-hmm. chats, muted, everything, Smart. no notifications. And so like for me, like that's made, like I was talking to, like, again, I was talking to my girlfriend about it and she was like, do you, like, do you feel the need, like when you're scrolling through to like reply to people? And I'm like, I, there is no scrolling through yeah. because when I open the app, mm-hmm. it's with the intention to reply to whatever messages I have and post whatever thing I'm going to post mm-hmm. and then get off. Like yeah, I'm, that's good. You know, I'm not living like for that. The dude, the biggest thing was having those fucking notifications, like the little red number badge thing, yep. on the home screen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And dude, the more you spend time on that, the more you spend time like fucking getting sucked into the everything that's dividing does everybody. What it does. Exactly, dude. And it does it's, it's been job
1: well. And it's been fucking everybody. Of course, of course, It's just like scary for future generations. And even seeing kids like on TikTok and all these things, like. I don't know, man, like too early, brainwashing them too early, indoctrinating them too early, getting them into short attention spans, like because especially with TikTok and stuff like the clips are so fast. They scroll through them like it just conditions like a young child's mind or a young person's mind to just have that sort of short attention span. And it's that's not conducive to how a human should be like we should be able to have long attention spans like I
2: don't know. (laughs)
0: well yeah like if you think about it in any way like um like i always think about it as like a kind of like a wasteful or discarding kind of like it's kind of like it's i feel like it's shaped our generation it just toss away anything that's uncomfortable or challenges our view or Mm -hmm. because like anything that you don't like you just swipe away it's like fuck that true and uh and like how many fucking buddies do you know that are in relationships like you know and you could have been like this because you mm-hmm. guys had a long distance right after yeah. a couple of months like yeah. anyone is like whatever you can just throw it away i'll just find a new partner whatever for sure or people like get into a couple arguments and they're like okay fuck this i'll find someone new. they obviously yeah. aren't the one for me like i feel like
1: our whole generation is just like fuck it that's where we're at yeah, there's like so many other options like abundance of resources and options like doesn't matter if i lose this like there's plenty of other options i can choose from you know just like internet and social media connects us so close no matter where we are that it's almost like to our detriment like sometimes obviously it has pros but like bringing us so close together and i don't know it just kind of disconnects you from reality a bit yeah and and it's not even reality because even when people
0: are I was trying to have this discussion with someone about, um, you know, getting, like, a like a, a grandmother or something like a, a smartphone so you could mm-hmm. FaceTime them and stuff and, like, kind of just having more connection. And I kind of understand that that's more connection than maybe them sitting by themselves. But, yep. but a connection over, like, you know, any sort of media, whether it's fucking FaceTime or, you know, Instagram or whatever it is, like, it's not real. Like, it's not... No even with people you love. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: then if you consider like people that you're meeting, Mm -hmm. like nobody acts the same way that they do in real life on, as they would anywhere in technology.
1: Yeah. That's why it's man makes me so sad, especially kids in the current world. Like at least in the past when they had to all be online and all wearing masks, not able to see each other's smiles and the real interactions and, Kids need to learn in person and be able to smile and see facial expressions and all these things. And I don't know, so many bad things are happening to kids that we'll only be able to see later on down the line probably.
0: Yeah, I know for sure, like, um, it's difficult for, I know, like, and I'm not a doctor, so, like, this is mm-hmm. just, like, my own, like, speculation. Same here. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. <laughs> not <laughs> actually, giving you medical advice. Actually, fuck it, dude. You can say whatever you want on the internet yeah, now. So. That's true. We're both doctors. Yeah. And uh listen to us. This is our yeah, practice, but... um, No, I know, like, that kids... And I kind of get this because I have, like, a little bit of hearing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, you need to see mouths move to learn languages and develop, like, kind of, like... um, So I just feel like that might hinder
1: communication in the Mm -hmm. next generation. And And then they just default to online communication. That's not real. Right, right. Face-to-face, what humans are meant to be doing. Well, even think
0: about, like, people our age are already, like, they're already uncomfortable in in in-person conversation. Like, Like, even things that, like... And this is going to sound a little bit brutal, and I'm sorry if this is you, but even things like as simple as like job interviews or things like that, like are crippling for people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, we grew up still like a little bit, like I didn't even get a smartphone until I was like in high school. So at least mm-hmm. you had like the first like 15 years of your life of, yep. of purity,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: But yep. it's like, man, imagine if that was removed. Do you imagine getting a smartphone like today's age of like six years old or something like that? Crazy. And then they'll just be so sucked into that reality of just, like, online. Like, you think it's real, but it's not real. Like, sure, you're talking to people, but that's not the real reality. And there's so many issues in the real world that need to be addressed that, I don't know, I'm worried for future generations just being all online and potentially metaversed and all these sorts of things. But the tide is turning in many ways, too. So there's hope. I don't
2: know.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I definitely think that for sure. And, um, the only other thing I was going to say is I remember like there was a very valuable lesson that I learned when I first like started playing like online games Yeah. and uh, I was playing with people that I knew, like people mm-hmm. like, like what, like that would all go to my high school. We would all like game together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I ended up meeting like some of the older guys yeah. and I remember talking shit because when you're on Xbox, you're oh, talking yeah. mad shit uh, when you're like MW 13, 14, 2, search and destroy. Yeah. Yeah. The most savage shit. And then, dude, I remember going to school and speaking the same way to people in person <laughs> yeah. and I got fucking clocked, bro. Jeez. And that's a good lesson. Like, yes. that was an important yes. lesson for me because it's like, it was the differentiation between, like, this is how people tolerate speech online
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and we've seen kind of the progression of that now like after, like, almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is how people will accept communication in person. And yep. it's so completely different threshold man mm-hmm. and uh i just feel like that uh, tolerance when there's kind of not a face to the name yep is so much higher like the threshold is so much higher that that's where i think a lot of like the divisiveness comes from in social media because people are like yo fuck you i don't care if you die like blah 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 You would never say that shit to someone, even if you disagreed with them in person. Like, I know so many fucking tough guys that are alpha machos, bro, but if you're sitting straight up, face-to-face, sitting at a table like this, Mm -hmm. and someone completely disagrees, it's only really like sociopaths that would get to the point where they're screaming, "I I don't care if you die. Exactly.
1: Like, online, people have the ability to be so much more negative and mean and cruel to others than they would be in real life. It just gives like an avenue to to be like a bully
0: and to hate and like to hate it, and and because they hate you hate and it just yep. drives it even further like reciprocal it's like, oh they don't care if I die then fuck them I want them to die like exactly and it's just like a and it goes back to living reactionary mm-hmm. like it's yep. like for me I have to set the intention like I literally wrote down in my like I have it written down in my computer actually is like. If I if I encounter someone I disagree with, I'll advance or approach with curiosity. Yeah, like I'm I'm done arguing. Like I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight. I'm fucking over it,
1: man. Yo, I'm the exact same way. And um, like, even if we completely disagree on everything, I still want to hear your perspective, and I respect it that you're you're like civil enough to talk to me without getting triggered about your perspective. But these days, there's so many people, and <clears throat> Not to make this political, but it seems like more people on the left are like more triggered to even have a conversation, even if you disagree. Like, for example, I remember I was at the the Freedom Convoy protest and I had a sign. Right. And there's this guy who's this older guy wearing a mask outside looking at me and he's just like shaking his head. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, I see you shaking your head. Like, what do you disagree on? He's like, hey, no, you're wrong, man. You're on the wrong side of history. I'm like, well, like you care about to like, can we discuss it? Like, tell me why do you think that? He's like, nah, yo, fuck you, and just like walked away. I'm like, yo, it just seems like people get so triggered that they're not even ha- even able to have a conversation about like the disagreements, and it's just like kind of scary to see how divided and like the way society's going in that aspect. You know, like even if we disagree, you should still be able to talk about it. But people get so emotionally attached. To especially like the mainstream narrative and like trust the experts, like all these things. And they think you're crazy if you disagree, but like even if they think you're crazy, like we should still be able to discuss about it. That's the way we find the truth, like through common ground. Yeah. And, and it's also
0: how you find empathy. Yes. Yes. Because even if like you don't, even if you don't find common ground, even if you don't agree, like at the end of the day, like there, there's just like it, once you understand someone and you understand, Okay like because I feel like a lot of the times we assume and this happens on both sides of the spectrum like I feel mm-hmm. like everyone's like kind of like they assume that the other person has never put thought into what they're thinking or they assume that there's no you know real logic they they like everybody assumes that the person that doesn't agree with them is just like fed information from yep. a nefarious source
2: mm-hmm. like it's
0: everyone right. like whether yeah. whatever side I'm- you're on like they're
1: like oh, where'd you get that? This source? Yeah, and (laughs) just, like, a quick note upon that. People always like, oh, you got that from your YouTube videos? But, hey, YouTube literally has anything you could find, like, from Harvard lectures to, like, baby videos. Like, YouTube, to say, like, oh, did you get that off YouTube? Like, that's not even, like, a real argument. You can literally find any sort of video from, like, the smartest people in the world to the dumbest, like, i don't understand that argument i
0: think your argument's even stronger right now during the pandemic because it's like oh where'd you learn that an online university bro of course half these motherfuckers (laughs) aren't even going to in-person college exactly So yeah i agree with that like i uh as a college dropout i agree with that man for sure college um, dropout but um yes sir yeah no i just think that that's kind of like where it comes from is like the idea that it's like you think that the other person hasn't put any thought into it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you, but once you kind of have the conversation, you're like, okay, well, why do you think that? And they're yeah. like, okay, I think X, Y, and Z. And you're like, well, I don't agree with you, but at least you put thought into it. So I yeah. have like compassion for you. Like, yeah. I, I think I for view sure, you for sure as an equal. Like it's like, even though you should view everyone as an equal, I'm just saying that that experience allows you to view someone as an
1: equal exactly like seeing that they put the time and effort into researching like what they believe in even if it's completely opposite to yours like that's still something to be appreciated but for myself like the biggest thing i respect is just being able to talk with disagreements the fact that you allow a conversation without getting overly emotional we may not come to a conclusion at the end of the argument or debate or whatever but the fact that you even allow it to happen without getting like fucking triggered that's something to be applauded to.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: is like I will say this, and this is kind of like I mean, I don't know whether you align with this or not, but I I am an emotional person, Dude. and I've been really just letting it flow. Like I've I used to fight my emotions, and now I let it flow. So if I'm super stoked, you'll know I'm super stoked. Mm-hmm. When I get heated, or if I'm getting like like you know like right now, I feel a bit more energy. I had a good workout. I'm fucking. I just had a good meal. Yeah. I'm fired up. Yeah. So like it's okay to have the conversation emotionally then, but just channel it properly. Like Mm -hmm. if we come to a disagreement, it's not like this energy is getting projected onto you. Yeah. It's just this energy is going to be here no Mm -hmm. matter what. Mm -hmm. Maybe I calm down later. Maybe I stay the same or whatever. Like I'll ride the wave, but it's about channeling the
1: energy. For
0: sure. Right. Like if you get
1: intentionally challenged, channeling the energy.
0: Right. Like, and well, and it's like, Like if I say you get mad in a conversation, it's okay to get mad. It's fine. It's human. You're a human being. But it's how are you going to react to that?
1: That means it means something to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, how are you going to react to it? Are you going to call the other person a fuck face? Are you going to be a racist or a piece of shit? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to act like a fucking regular compassionate human being? For sure. Right. And it's like, that's the decision where everyone's faced with that. And then on social media, when you have no connection whatsoever, no it's, like, it's so easy and yeah. no consequences. Anonymity. It's, yeah. it's so easy to make the wrong decision. And there's no consequences, right? Like, there's yeah. no one to... There's no older grade 12 kid to punch <laughs> you in the fucking face or yeah. whatever, right? Like, yeah. And then it's just fucking straight. You're, you know, you have no consequences. And if you give someone an inch, they take a mile. Definitely. Yeah. Tends to be the case. But, um... Yeah, dude. I don't know, fuck, man. With social media as well, like I've just had to create a bit of separation. And I know, like you as well. Like I know you've mm-hmm. taken like kind of like a
1: month break before. Yeah, or... like lots of times, like I go have Instagram for a bit, then delete it for a long time and come back. But it, I feel so much happier and healthier without these things. Like it feels so. No- Obviously, it's also good to be connected to your friends and family who don't live like in your immediate vicinity, but. It's so easy to get sucked into those things and obviously the algorithm is trying to do everything it can to outrage you, make you pissed off, make you hate the other group. You know, like it does its job very well. Do you but think it's made to do that or do you think it's made to just make money and that's the way that bro, Because outrage generates clicks. People click things that they're outraged about that create that emotional response, that anger. Like, but is there any other emotional response that they could trigger? Do you think this is me for talking sure, on my ass? Sure. This
0: is like literally something I've been thinking about. Yeah, recently. Like
1: another thing, like just like cute animal videos or something. It draws like, Oh, like I love that. Like, Why watch-. can't we
0: just be making money off that? Because
1: Facebook? outrage creates probably more than double the clicks that cute animal videos would click or would get. Like, I think people are so, if it's something you completely disagree with, it'll draw your attention. You'll want to read more or see like, Oh, like that person's such an idiot. Like, it draws people in far more effectively than something positive. And the media knows that politicians know that social media knows that like that's what generates the clicks outrage. And the algorithm definitely tries to show you things that will piss you off. I wonder, I'm I'm just, and maybe I'm just like hopefully planting seeds
0: for people in the future, but it's like, I wonder if there's another emotion they could play on.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And what would be an option you think?
0: I don't know, I would like to think happiness, but then it's mm. like, I wouldn't want that either because yeah. you don't want an IV drip of dopamine because this that's is true. basically that's what true. this was. Yeah. That's how
1: it started. Yeah. It's all like dopamine feedback loop bullshit.
0: And that's kind of what it was before. Like it was like, uh, what are all the nice things in life? It was like yeah. vacation pictures, food pictures, like yeah, so true. pet pictures. It used to be
1: like all of those things, but now it's like all the outrage things, right? Like... How the fuck did that happen? Literally, when do you think that happened? Because now that I think about it, that's what it used to be, bro. Trump. I think it happened during Trump's reign as president. I think that the media like, uh, made a lot of people pissed off and divided so many people over that just a president. like, The media was very complicit in creating two different groups because together we are strong and divided we fall. And we have a common enemy, and it's the people who who rule over us, who give the orders to our prime minister, give the orders to Joe Biden, all these people, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. um, (laughs) I love it, dude. Yeah, These people are the ones, and they they know, as you can see with the Freedom Convoy, how effective it was. Those many people from different groups, different races, different classes, economic, social, like together we are strong and divided we fall. So they know that, and they need to create that division. Because they want us fighting each other instead of grouping up to fight them,
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean, I just when I think back and when and this is something that I've been really like um this is kind of the the only thing i'll because i am done arguing with people yeah. that that are kind of on on the fence or few things differently, and basically the yeah. the way that I basically sum it up now is like look like you read the last hundred years of history mm-hmm and and look at the atrocities that have happened in the world yep. and understand that the only way that those happen is when
1: people view other
0: people as a group of others.
1: Yep, always. Because then you're willing to do things to them that you not normally would be able to do to, to another person in your community because you value them less than you value, value someone you align with. You can be horrible to other people you consider other. Yeah.
0: And, but it's like, everything like you know you talk about all types of genocides that have happened and there's the big ones that everyone knows about right like world war Two and, yeah. and the soviet union and um and and it's just like man every single time it's because you you're allowing yourself to view another person as like a belonging to another group mm-hmm. and it's so weird how us versus them tribalism well and it's like Dude, it's so weird how – and and I've, like, faced kind of – and I'm sure everyone's had their own different experiences with this, again, regardless of whatever side you're on, right? Like, whether you're in the position of, like, you want someone to wear a mask that isn't wearing a mask or someone's asking you to wear a mask and you're not wearing one and whatever that is, like – if you take those two people, right. And you lie and you line up like all of their values and all of their thoughts and all of their beliefs mm-hmm. and maybe religious views mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like if you lined up every aspect of their life, they would probably agree. Or if you were to put them and make them watch like a video, agree on most things, they would probably agree on most things and definitely. be like, yeah, that's true. That's factual. Like we should, we should definitely value this in society. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the 1% that
1: you're like, all right, that's where I don't align with you. And then we're ready to other people for that. Yeah. And that's what they do. They plant it into us that we're so different from one another that there's nothing that could happen to bring us together. Like we're divided. There's two groups. But as you are saying, there's so many more things that keep us together than divide us. And they only highlight the things that divide us because it emotionally charges us and makes us more excited and enthused to go along with their narratives, you know? Like, there's so many more things that all of us have in common than we have separate. Well, and it's like, I never,
0: like, yeah, there's so many ways to think about it because, you know, even like when meeting people now, Mm -hmm. I feel like because this has become so, I've never viewed the world the way that I view it now. I've never, it's so new to me. Mm -hmm. And, I think about like when you when you meet someone and you're kind of asking your friends like, Okay, like if I'm gonna meet your buddy, like, what's he like? Like, yeah. what are the things you ask them? Like, you know, a lot of the times, you like, how do they feel about this? Yeah, and it's like, bro, yeah. you know, it's like, why is that a discussion now? It is though. Do you it's know so what I'm weird, saying? I've 100%. never viewed the world like that before. I don't like. That's it. never been yeah. a thing for me until like the last couple. It literally of years. once
1: again it separates us into two separate groups. Like, oh, what do they think about this? What? They but we allow it to happen. That like, is we true. do it. Yeah. That right? Like true. think
0: about it because like if I were to meet like one of your friends right now I literally probably would ask you yo, like yeah. how does he feel about this like how yeah. does he feel about that like just yeah.
1: so I know and uh, it's like why? Yeah. Like who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. It's because these issues have been so like hyper-polarized that people identify themselves in one group or the other these days you know and they're so emotionally attached to these things that if it's ever brought up it'll be so like So confrontational. Excuse me. So it's like, I don't know. It also allows you to know what you can and can't talk about because there are certain things with certain people that if you talk about it, they'll get crazy. So I'm not saying that. I'm saying about that about both sides.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. But it's like, why is that? Like, why are we so unable to have like... Like, even confrontation, like, it's not unhealthy to have confrontation. No. Like, it's necessary. But why do we have this, like, kind of, like, we have this, like, say you and I are going to meet someone. Yeah. Right? Why are we apprehensive about that confrontation? Because shouldn't we assume that what we're saying is true and no matter what, even if we disagree, Mm -hmm. we'll find common ground and we'll have love for that person and they'll have love for us? Even though that we we say it, but then it's hard to practice that. That's what yeah, I'm trying to say. For
1: sure, and then once again, all of these concepts are coming back to intentionality. But um, <clears throat> I think it's just like the way we, the story that we've been given, and you either believe it or you don't. And it's so intentional with what sort of narrative all of these people in power, all the media, they're conditioning people, and you either believe it or you don't, or you believe some or you don't, but it's just the way that we've been conditioned as a society in the Western world. But now it seems to be more global that this kind of like Western liberal ideology about all these things over the course of many years, like a lot of people didn't realize like how severe it has been until now. And it's been like a slow buildup over a long time of like, I don't know, separating people, destroying the nuclear family, um, demasculate that demasculin masculinizing masculinating De- yeah. emasculating emasculate yeah yeah of men like just trying to cr- change so many things to separate people to mm-hmm. create topics that people disagree on mm-hmm. so that we have more things to talk about Or more subjects that we disagree on, and creating more and more of those things, and then focusing on them in the media. So people think that's what, oh, that's on the news, that's what other people think of. You know, like Mm -hmm. just really putting a a spotlight on the things that we disagree on, hardly highlighting the things that are good and good in our communities, and good that keeps us together and makes us, whether disagreements or not, what makes us humanity and brings us together. They want to show the things that divide us.
0: Yeah, and I think um, it's so crazy, man, because it's so natural. Like, there's, like, um, there's, like, the, because the only thing I could think of that, the only organization I could think of that, that kind of counters that in the media is the Good News Network. I don't know if yeah. you heard about yeah. that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But even when I, sometimes when I'm reading that, I think, like, certain things, like, I'm either, like, that's not even good news, or sometimes I think, like, that's not even <laughs> significant. Yeah. And, uh, so even that, like, I just, um, shout out to good news network. Shout cause I good do, network. because I do appreciate yeah. the sharing positivity. of good news. Yeah. Positivity. I do love that. And I've we even like, yeah. And I've shared cause some of their stories on my podcast. Yeah. So like, I, I do appreciate them. I'm just saying, like, it's so difficult to get like an actual, like, um, like, cause even sometimes like, it's like, are you forcing this positivity? Mm. Like, I just want to know what's happening.
1: Yeah. Like non-organically inserting it into the feed, you know, without it being too significant. And
0: letting me know a bias. Like I don't want to know because before like I feel like and I don't know because I never really even watched the news before the last couple of years. But I feel like we're just being told what to think about things. We're not even being told the things.
1: It's like they think we're too stupid to think for ourselves. Hold up, Move closer. Move closer. They think we are too stupid to think for ourselves. So they tell us what we are supposed to believe. And they destroy us if we disbelieve what they're trying to say and go against their narrative. They force a narrative on us and you either believe it or you get ostracized and demonized and put into that other group if you disagree with the popular mainstream narrative. Even though humans are all sovereign individuals and we should all have our own personal experiences, our own like viewpoints and understanding of the reality that we live in and everyone's different we all have different perspectives but the fact that they try and force so hard this one singular narrative and if you deviate from that you're demonized and you're you're canceled and you're you're censored and all these things it's crazy but more and more these days people are even like the common people who don't follow like other things like they just watch the news even they're starting to see like yo, like this doesn't even make sense like why they're just trying to force this one narrative. And if you, de- like, I see what's happening to people. I see what's happening to Joe Rogan, like all these people. And like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why are they demonizing them for just disagreeing? And it's because they want us to, th- they don't think we're smart enough to think for ourselves. They want us to think what they want us to think. Yeah.
0: And it's like, man, I don't know if you've had like, I don't know. Cause I always try and take temperature checks, man. Like I always try and see like what is actually happening. Yeah. And, because there's, like, kind of, like, and sometimes I just don't really know, maybe sometimes I'm disconnected because all I do is just, like, kind of work and work out mm-hmm. and work on my podcast. So, like, maybe, yeah. so I just feel like sometimes, like, maybe that it's not as divided as
1: we're told because I think. In that, day-to-day life, it's not, but online it is. Like You go, if you okay. don't have social media, you go around, everything's normal. Yeah, everything's yeah. Everything's normal. The human interactions are normal. You go on social media, you see people hate each other. You see people fighting all the time. You think that, damn, like there's only, there's them and there's us. But in real life, everyday rea- like most of the time, it's just normal. People are normal. It's just crazy how crazy social media makes us.
0: Yeah. Because even like where we live, like it's actually kind of funny because I'm still doing most regular things. Yeah. And um, even though the restrictions are on. Mm-hmm. The businesses that I go to, whether I'm, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm just completely fucking myself over. And by the time we air this, this is completely different. Yeah. But as of right now, yeah, I'm still going to the grocery store. I'm still going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I'm still working every single day. I'm still doing all these things. And, you know, the places I go to, they don't really enforce a lot of these restrictions. So I Mm -hmm. don't have to comply with them. And so what you're saying is true. Like I literally, you know, I live as if there's nothing going on. Same. And um and maybe some people are gonna hate hearing that, but like that's my reality. I'm I'm living in the world where I just go around living life. And, yes. and there's no real restrictions on what I do because I don't like to go out like mm-hmm. that often. Like for food, I'd rather do what we did today. Yeah. Like I like sitting at home and, and cooking a meal with a friend and, and just having a conversation. Like mm-hmm. I don't like to go to a fucking restaurant. Yeah. I like to fucking hang out here. Me so, too, bro. <laughs> and I, that was
1: a delicious meal shout out, Mark. A- 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 R- Good thanks, shit. dude.
0: Thank you. But um I just uh I see the same thing you see. Like I and I was gonna ask you this. Like I don't know if you have any of these experiences or anything recent that's happened to you, like that um because like have you had these divisive things happen to you in real life, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. Like have you well, dealt with that
1: uh, friction from- or mm-hmm. Um, from my own personal experience. You don't have to like overshare or anything like that. I'm yeah, just, no, I'll just share with what I'm comfortable with. But from my personal experience, since the start of this pandemic, you may think I'm selfish or ignorant, but no, I'm not. But I <laughs> haven't worn a mask going to any grocery store, anywhere I really go, unless it's a business that like, if I'm at the mall, I won't wear a mask. But if I go into a business, like I will put it on. Like, cause I know they still have to operate. And, uh, like, I respect that. But um, even on... I've been sky training for maybe, like, three and a half months, and I haven't worn a mask one time. And there was a moment where this guy was, like, looking at me for a long time, like, mean-mugging me. I was like, yo, this guy is probably pissed because I'm not wearing a mask. And just, like, looking at me. And then out of nowhere, he took off his mask. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like, courage is contagious. Mm -hmm. So just doing the... I haven't had... Maybe it's because, like, I'm a tall and, like, bigger guy. Like, no one's stepped to me, said anything publicly. I'm sure I've gotten a lot of looks and a lot of people saying shit low-key or just thinking things. But no one's ever said anything besides when I confronted that guy. Like, hey, I see you shaking your head. Do you disagree? That's probably, like, the biggest confrontation. Other than that, Nothing, really. Yeah.
0: I'm, I mean, like, I've had a couple of experiences where, like, um, I mean, I've been asked to leave places and stuff. Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, And I've kind of, you know, it's actually kind of funny because in the very, very beginning, in the very beginning, I, I I was wearing a mask, like, for, like, yep. certain... Because I was scared, dude. I didn't too, know bro. what would happen. I was happen.
1: We're, so worried about, like, my parents... My grandma.
0: Yo, you bro, see Bro, I the, have a video, a Snapchat yeah. of me going to my grandma's, and I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. And I'm,
1: like, fucking... I legit was scared. Because, yeah, we were propagandized so hard. In the initial stages of the pandemic, there's those videos coming out of China, where there's people just, like, falling to the Bodies ground, like, dead, bro. Yeah. Like, they made it so scary i was so scared for my parents bro i was so worried yeah i believed into the hype fully they got me but it's like and have you in ever my family that ha- they, there's even people in my family that have like comorbidities
0: like yeah. so like i still Same am concerned here. for certain Same people here.
1: for sure there's still that concern there but like have you seen one person like fall on the street like you saw in the beginning with those chinese videos coming out of china no dude no, no. it's no. But we both bought into it for sure. Yeah, yeah. And out of concern for our family members who could be affected by that sort of thing.
0: But even, but even after that, like it was yeah. like kind of like, um, yeah. I just I stopped wearing it. I was like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I bought dumbbells here. I've yeah. got a bench over there. I've got bands. I've got yeah. pull-up bars, and mm-hmm. I have access to a gym that yeah. that that allows me to go there without any of the restrictions. That's good. Same with my grocery store and, like, there's not a lot of other places I go, but I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, with the places I've been told, hey, you know, you're not welcome to do this here or we're uncomfortable with you here, I'm, like, fair enough. I'd rather you voice that because I don't want to be where it's uncomfortable. I don't want that energy. No, and a lot of times Uh, I don't want to support those practices either. It's not even about that. Like, that's how I used to think. Yeah. But now it's more just like, look,
1: I just want good vibes. I want people around me that love people. Mm -hmm. And like another good thing about all these lockdowns and everything, it really showed people they can do a lot of these things that they used to do outside in the public on their own, in their homes, workouts, yoga, like all these things. Mm -hmm. YouTube has been such like a great help to a lot of people. There's so many things you can do on your own. Like you don't need to go. Obviously, it is good to support and good to the, go to those sorts of places, but you can do any sort of exercise on your own, any sort of thing outside. Like, yeah. Well,
0: and I think like it's important as well, and and this is kind of, you know, I'm kind of like that that I've got that hippie mentality in this way, like I just like, man, to most degree, like man, fuck big businesses, mm-hmm. like I want to yep. support like local, local businesses, like yep. the barber that I go to. I'm yep. local. I'm loyal to that business because. Mm-hmm. I like the guy. Yep. You know, it's a small like family run. It's a couple mm-hmm. guys that are like literally a few buddies that run the business together. Yeah, like that's the shit I want to support. Me too. Bro. I want to support those people that are fucking working their asses off. Like you know, like the farmers that are local here. I want to buy eggs from them. I want to buy shit from them. Mm-hmm. Like I want to support the grocery stores. I want to support you know the local gym owners. Yep. Like it's not like a huge. This isn't like the gyms that we used to work at that are massive commercial gyms.
1: Franchise. Like, it's yeah, you global. know. Yeah. It's, it's someone that literally rents a space. Took out their life savings. Like This has been their dream for yeah. years. Yeah, they yeah. They finally did it, and I would love to, yeah, support
0: Those them. are the people where it's Me like, too. through this pandemic, I'm giving you my money. As long as mm-hmm. you're still loving and accepting, and I know that no matter what happens in the community, you're mm-hmm. going to allow everyone to come and do the reason, whatever your reason is, whether yep. it's being the best barber in the city or running a gym that people can feel like you know, when everything's fucked up, you can go there and just yep. have a fucking place to check out mentally and get a good workout in, mm-hmm. and, and like all of those little things. Whether yep. it's like, hey, you can feel comfortable buying your groceries, and that's at the end of at the end of the day, that's what I want. It's just yep. people that feel comfortable and love, like like feel, like you know, like that community feel, bro. Like yeah, the community feels so essential. It's mm-hmm. like man,
1: and and people are longing for it. Yeah especially being closed inside for so long, just being online, social, not interacting face-to-face. Whether they realize it or not, people people are meant to be with people, you know? We do the best when we're in unison as a community. Like, people need to be in interaction with people. And it's just, like, metaverse and all these things, like, it's scary to see how these things will play out eventually for our kids and future generations, you know? Because it's so essential to be face-to-face with someone, to be outside in nature, to have the sunshine on you, to not just be in your room on a virtual, like virtual reality is fun, not gonna lie. but I I literally have never experienced anything. It's pretty fun, but it's like kind of scary to see where this could go. And like I worry for the future generations, but it's so essential to build that sense of community and feeling like you're a part of helping it grow and helping other people grow and... Interacting with one another, commerce, yeah,
0: it's nuts, man. I've never um, experienced it. it Seems so foreign to me. I understand the concept. The, uh, yeah. the closest I've come is, um remember that Samsung phone that had the VR thing? If you bought the goggle yes. attachment, and you
1: just like put your phone in it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you
0: could like watch
1: something. Yeah, it
0: was pretty immersive. Was that's pretty that's cool. my only experience with like VR. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen that it's come leaps and bounds. Imagine since.
1: ten years from now. Like it's crazy. Buck, Behold, man. I could go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> we'll pause up. We'll
0: pause up. How many coffees do you normally have a day? So um my coffee consumption actually I this is yeah, it's a problem actually. Yeah. How so, many I used to drink... A f- I used to be bad. I used to drink a full pot of coffee oh, every day. Oh, my
1: goodness, bro.
0: Um, and then recently, I took a couple weeks off completely. Yeah. How was that? Brutal. Brutal. And I then I, uh, I crumbled because someone bought me a coffee. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to not take yeah. it. Yeah. So I drank it, and then I was okay for a while, and then I was starting to drink one a day. And now I'm back right now. I'm drinking on on your average day, two a day. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm on this is my third today.
1: I think so too.
0: But um, (laughs) from counting. But um, my rule is not after five. So I've got 45 minutes to drink this.
1: Good rule. Yeah. Normally my rule is like not after 12.
0: That's my mom
1: is the same. My mom has the same rule. Yeah. I normally have a coffee at like 4, 10 a.m. And that's it. But then today, like, yeah, we had a coffee right now. It's good. I drink. That's the thing
0: is, I drink coffee socially. Like it's yeah. something that, and I started doing this when I stopped drinking. Yeah, I don't know. There's this weird smoking. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um. But when I stopped drinking as much, I started drinking more coffee because mm-hmm. you kind of drink it at the same pace. Like yeah. you kind of sip it socially. Yeah. So I've been. I drink coffee socially. Like mm-hmm. I, you know. Um. But I just think uh, like. Yeah, it's definitely an issue. Yeah. I definitely have a caffeine addiction. Yeah, but at am. least
1: you're you're conscious of the fact, like,
0: self aware on that. And I yeah. try and drink more water now because yeah. of that. Like, that's the other thing is like, especially after doing like seventy five hard and stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, you I've, did that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've done right. it a couple of times, dude. Dang. It's my bragging Good. rights. It's Good. my number yes. one thing, dude. Yeah. But um, I uh, I I've just been drinking way more water since then. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, first thing in the morning, I I can't drink. The bad thing is I used to start, especially with fasting, Mm -hmm. I would drink coffee on an
1: empty stomach and it would just fuck my stomach and guts up, dude. Me too. And like heartburn sometimes too. I don't know. It was weird for me. Like, I don't know. I get heartburn easily. mm. I don't like it.
0: But, um, yeah. What were we saying, dude? Oh, Uh, with, uh, in jujitsu, dude. mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I just started. So like when I talk about jujitsu, everyone has to realize like I'm a white belt. Like I'm not third speaking. stripe
1: though like uh i remember or i posted the story of us and sam's like yo like mark has stripes stripes i was like yeah bro like he's actually f- for real on this yeah he was, well, he was happy for you thanks sam yeah but um yeah but
0: um so i'm not I, I just i was just prefacing this by saying like i'm not an expert i'm i'm very new to it so when i speak about this i'm speaking as like an apprentice yeah and um Like I've been trying to, and you were asking me about this earlier when we were at at the gym. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, how I view my game. And right now Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to learn defense. And I guess that is naturally why I gravitate more towards guard. Yeah,
1: like the half guard. And you are talking about, I remember, you are talking about like perfecting your frames or getting your framing better from the bottom position. So yeah, that's a good thing to work on for sure. Because I just
0: want to train my instincts. Like I Mm -hmm. think of it as like if I want to dial in, my instincts and my reactions because, mm-hmm. you know, if this were to apply in real life, yeah. you know, I want to think defensively. I want to protect, you know, I, I've i been working on my frames because I want to protect my face. I want to protect my head. I want to protect, you know, I want to be able to get in a position where I can think.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's a very smart and intentional way to think about it. Yeah, it seems like everything we're talking about goes back to intention. percent. so, so prominent. In, like, the human life. Because it's such a strength. Yeah. And it's so hard to develop. Yeah. It takes intention. It takes consistency over time. Like, continuously doing it, building that habit of being intentional. Yeah, man. And
0: and it's, like, so difficult, actually, because... Um, and this is something I got to experience firsthand today. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, when you have kind of a routine of, you know, this is how I'm going to, uh, you know, engage with this situation. or. Yeah hey, this is how I'm going to react to this situation. And then it gets, you know, like someone like stuffs you. Like, dude, Mm -hmm. you stuffed me today. Mm -hmm. Like I had, there was nothing I could do. I remember I came home and my roommate's like, yo, how was jujitsu today, man? And I'm like, bro, there, I think there was zero seconds today where I was in a neutral or attacking (laughs) position. Yeah. Like every second was defense. Mm -hmm. That's good though it's good but it sucks dude it's frustrating
1: it is and those car rides back after those classes where you get your ass kicked honestly i think those are like it sucks but those are the best learning experiences because you're emotionally attached you're like man like i don't want that to happen again like i don't want to be in that situation and then you kind of visualize like you how can i prevent it yeah how can i prevent it how can i escape it how can i like let it not even happen in the first place Like those, those moments where you get your ass kicked and you're driving home, like there's some big growth moments to be found there.
0: And it's just, yeah. Which
1: leads to intentionality in your next training session.
0: Well, and that's what I was thinking is like, it really had me thinking because a lot of people I can kind of, and this, maybe this is something that other white people belts experience, or Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had this experience, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of the time I just try and because I'm a little bit stronger than some of the people that I roll with, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, like it's easier just try and like pull them into a guard and then I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, now I can think. Yeah. But then it was so difficult because when I, when I was playing against you, it's like I couldn't have my legs forward and mm-hmm. it made me, it was like the first time where I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know even what to do to start. Like, yeah. that's where I was at. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, how do I even attack this problem? Like, mm-hmm.
1: what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely experienced that a lot at White Belt and it's just like you just got to go and just kind of react with what's happening because you don't know what to do. Like you're presenting a problem. You don't know like what course of action to take. So you just got to do something and then learn from those experience over time and build that kind of roadmap of what to do in that situation. Because, yeah, like you'll just kind of go and rely on your athletic abilities and not have the technique to compensate for that. But over time, those kind of two on the chart will intersect. Like you'll have your athletic ability and your technique uh, proficiency, and able to use them together. But yeah, initially starting out, you just don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> just get choked. <laughs> yeah, pretty
0: much, man. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And it's uh, it's so cool, man. Like the cool thing is, is there's so many experiences where like. I like I don't know about you. Yeah. And uh like I'm I'm definitely able to I'm learning more to like forgive as well. And it's not mm-hmm. even that like I take like vengeance, but I'll never forget experiences like that, yeah. bro. I'll never expe- <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget experiences For sure. like that. For sure. And it's like there's things that you just remember that are implanted in your memory that yes. are like i need like there's a need bro i'm letting you know like there's a Mm -hmm. need to settle the score and i know you feel the same way like not even about me yeah but like i'm just saying about life like there's just
1: traumas throughout our life varying degrees of like how severe they are yeah implant into our memory and help create the person that we are like a random and funny like my fiance and i were talking about like a future baby boy one day or something like I was saying, like, yo, like, I don't know, like, I want to get them circumcised, but, like, I feel like maybe that puts, like, some past trauma, like, just talking about, like, trauma, and, like, there's so many varieties of trauma that people experience throughout their life that shape them into who they become and who they are, and I guess, yeah, it can be a motivation, it could be a detriment to yourself and your personal uh, development, but many traumas throughout our life.
0: Yeah, well, and I mean, there's different varying degrees, like you said, yeah. but I think that, and and this is something I kind of try and talk about a lot, but it's like, I think that those, they definitely can impact you. And it's such a weird thing. I've literally asked doctors mm-hmm. and I, I've i never gotten like a concrete answer, but it's like, what's the difference between someone that that has the experience that's traumatic where they let that shape them from the better? Mm-hmm. And, and the difference between that person and the person that just gets crumbled. Yeah. Because you see so many people that kind of go through maybe similar situations, yet the outcome is so goddamn different. Like Mm -hmm. there's, you know, the people that make it and you're like, holy shit, like what's his backstory? And they're like, oh, he like comes from this suburb of this hood and it's like fucked there. And he just realized that he needed to change his life, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you hear about other people and it's like, oh, What happened to him? And he's like, oh, like he came from the suburb of some hood, and Mm -hmm. it's super ghetto there, and it made him have a downfall. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, what's the difference between those Mm.
1: two people? Like, what's the differentiating factor? What that makes that person choose in that moment of defeat or opposition? Because there's like like catalysts, right? Like there's to be there's
0: a catalyst, but it's like, how does it impact you? Does it make you a, a, a? Does it fuck you over, or does it make you a hero? Mm-hmm. And I've always thought of those things because it's so evident that everyone deals with varying degrees of trauma at different times of their life. Like mm-hmm. people are dealt different cards, yeah. like hands of cards. Yeah, You know, not everyone has the same setup that I had when I when I grew when I s was born and, and grew up.
1: You know, not everyone has that. Yeah. So it's like um And also like people may experience those situations and they may crumble in one and use that as motivation to succeed in the other. Like it may not just be that they're wired to succeed in those situations, but it could be like accumulative experiences of failing in those situations that makes them intentionally choose like you know what this situation I'm gonna be different so like so like, many the different factors,
0: yeah, like the ability maybe to be broken from the first event yeah. mm-hmm. to put you in position for the second one that yeah. then helps you mm-hmm. and it's like man yeah i've I've just been thinking about that a lot recently, and I guess, like, where I was going with that is I think that the more you can kind of expose yourself to the
1: little amounts of that, the more you'll be,
0: you know, formidable against
1: them. Yes, experience. And that's the same thing with competitions. Like, it is, as we were talking before, like, doing a competition is scary as fuck. And just the fact that you even put yourself out there to try it is a victory for sure but you need that experience over time to become calm Yo in those Polish situ- to become calm in those situations and to be able to like handle your emotions because it is very scary but it doesn't necessarily come at first like it has to take time of like failure and winning and processing and reflecting and over time you're able to build the ability to be calm in those sorts of situations
0: yeah and like even like from like that's that's my experience so far is like mm-hmm. because the very first jujitsu like I'm still having the pretty much the same experience yeah and uh, you know you, like I had this perception that it's like okay it's just gonna be like this for like the first couple weeks and it's not <laughs> dude like it's like it's months like dude this is
1: a lifelong journey man
0: yeah yeah but it's like I'm still having the same experience yeah. that I had in my first class mm-hmm. whereas like the first class. I was emasculated. I was pissed off. I was like fucking frustrated. Yeah. And then now I have the exact same experience. Mm -hmm. I just go in and get my ass kicked. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, I don't leave feeling the same way. Like I'm actually thankful. I'm like literally grateful for it. It's like, cool. I got to have this like humbling experience.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, maybe I'm not number one. Maybe I have something to learn. You You have something
1: to strive towards. And
0: maybe everyone has something to teach me. That's the other thing that I always think about when I go there is like every single person there today, aside from the 14-year-old doing a men's class, Mm -hmm. knows more than me. Yeah. Like, so for me, I'm like the youngest, uh, like not the youngest person there Mm -hmm. in age, but the youngest there in skill level. Like Mm -hmm. I'm the the freshest. Yeah. So I'm like, everyone here has something to teach me. So shut the fuck up. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, That's kind of like one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten from martial arts is like always be a student no matter what you do, how far you get in adventure. Like everyone has something to teach you, whether it's a kid, whether it's an adult, whether it's a master or an apprentice, you can learn something from everyone. And like I learned that in jujitsu and then like I brought into my everyday life as well. And it takes like humbles the ego a bit to know that to stop thinking you're better than other people and, like, you can learn everyone's unique and you can learn something from every single person on this planet.
0: Yeah, I struggle a lot with um, having, like, having the ability to... And this ties back to what we were saying before. Like, I have a tough time. Like, I write people off. You know, like, if they don't... If they can't view because I think of myself as a good communicator. So I'm yep. like, if you can't at least view where I'm coming from, like you don't mm-hmm. even have to agree with me. But if you yep. can't view where you're, where I'm coming from, then sometimes I just write that person off. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like that's my biggest thing is like understanding like, dude, there's things that people, you might fucking hate them. You might mm-hmm. hate talking to them. Yeah, But there's something you can learn from them. For sure. Even for if sure. it's
1: what not to do. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, because I, I also struggle with that, writing people off sometimes. Like, there's no hope in this situation. Like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Even if it's, like, the situation of this is not what I want to do or that's how I not I don't want to behave or something like that. Like, there's always something to be learned from anyone. But hopefully it's, like, you learn something positive from someone, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's... Yeah, exactly. And it's only, like, when you have those moments where you can check your ego. Like, there there was, like... You know, one of the guys that I was rolling with today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, there is a point where I literally like was like, yo, can you run back and show me how you did that?
2: Yeah.
1: Because
0: that was fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. And I did not see it coming. And yeah. like, you know, the old Mark would have been like, you fuck that guy
1: fuck that guy bro i am not rolling with him again no
0: i would have been i would oh, have been on a vengeance, vengeance dude vengeance. I, that's how i am i'm yeah. always that default mode is just me too like, me too yo, fuck this motherfucker yeah, that's like, the i'm way. getting it back and and but it was like this is where i'm starting to experience like yo how'd you do that man I want mm-hmm. us to win. I yeah. want to win. And yeah. I want to know how you did come that. On, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, on. buddy. It's the,
1: it's the Joe Biden. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Like, as long as you keep it positive, I, I don't think there's much of a problem wanting to get it back in a positive way. Like knowing that like, they're your friend, there's someone who's better than you, but still wanting to work towards being able to beat them one day. It's because you hold them in such respect for what they've done to you that you want to become as good as them and then surpass them. Like, it doesn't necessarily always have to be a negative thing, it can still be a positive thing. It can be like a motivating factor and like coming from a place of admiration.
0: Yeah. And I think of it as a way, like a way of like, it's like, okay, put it this way. You know, like when you meet someone and you don't really like know. Like how they think, and so yeah. the conversation is a little bit weird.
1: It's kind of like you have a mask on, just kind of playing the, the politically correct kind of like whatever yeah. is nothing controversial, you know, like mm-hmm. not nothing, all surface level, not digging deep, you know.
0: But yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like even if you like um, don't agree with someone, but you know about like everything that they're at, like you're yeah. fluent in that person. Mm-hmm. Like like I know how to speak. You know, for the most part, like I'm we're fluent with each other. Yeah. So when we talk, it's like we can make these little jokes that are for subtle sure. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it feels with jujitsu is like I want to be fluent enough to be exper- to experience it the way that they're experiencing it. Mm. Does that yep. make sense? It like does. that's the way I view it. it does. Because when I like say like when I want like I want to roll with someone that's a higher level and I want to be serious about it. Like yep. and I see them rolling and I'm like, I don't experience that. Like Mm -hmm. what I experience when I do this is a different than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I want that. Like it's like when you, when you want to learn a language Mm -hmm. and you know how to say like a few sentences and then you see someone speaking it elegantly and you're like, I want that fluency in it.
1: Yeah. But that jujitsu languages, any skill you could possibly work towards. It's all consistency over time, repetition over time. Cause you could have the motivation to do it hard for like a week, but you need to be able to do it even when you don't want to do it over a long period of time so it ingrains into who you are and knowing how to do it. Like once again, like you what you were saying closer to the beginning of the podcast about um, doing it without thinking or just being reactionary in like a good way though mm-hmm. and uh, just repetition over time.
0: Yeah, and it's just, I guess it like it's, it's something that, um, yeah, especially martial arts, like it's very, it's just something that it's and and the most uncomfortable thing about it mm-hmm. is knowing that there's no real talent or natural ability
1: that can carry you all the way, one hundred percent and I think that's a great thing though you know it's Anyone the only sport
0: it. i've ever if yeah. you want to consider it a sport, it's the mm-hmm. only sport I've ever been in
1: where it's felt that way, me too, me too, and it's like no matter what your body type is, like what you your life experiences are. Like, as long as you work hard and work consistency, consistently, you can succeed in great ways. And learning, you learn your the way your body moves and the way you react to certain things. And no matter what your athletic ability is, if you put that consistency over time, like, you will be successful. Yeah.
0: And it just it seems fair that way. Mm-hmm. That's but the cool thing yeah. about it, is yeah. it seems
1: fair that way. Mm-hmm. It's like you could have, in any other sport, you could be just, like, a super athlete, and it could take you to where you want to go. But here your athleticism will take you to a certain point, but eventually you'll face someone who's just far more technical than you, and they could be like far less of an athlete. You could play any other sport, you could whoop their ass. But when it comes to this, you have to you have to have consistency over time and be technical.
0: yeah, a hundred percent like there's people like that, yeah, go from sport to sport, and they maybe don't succeed in their sport, and they go to another one and they're highly successful but there's no way to do that in martial arts. Like I feel like any martial art, like yeah. I feel like there's just literally no way to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's guys in, in, and I'm sure you experienced this when you first started, you kind of yeah. spoke about it. It's like, there's guys that I look at in my gym where if you lined us up on the street, nine times out of 10, someone would be like, you could beat that guy up. Yo, and, it's crazy. And there's not a guy. I don't think there's a single person in my gym that I would be able to take care of easily i'll Mm -hmm. say that even though i'm probably bigger than them or stronger Mm -hmm. than them or if they're stronger than me maybe my conditioning's better Mm -hmm. like i fucking i ran a marathon two months ago beautiful right like Mm -hmm. there's so like i i pride myself in like i'm pretty good at most things i'm pretty strong i've got good cardio you know my flexibility is even pretty decent Mm -hmm. but this thing i can't fucking crack that's how it feels. Like yeah. It's like there's no way to get better at it other than just doing it. Just doing the. It depth, doesn't matter yeah. how strong I am, yep. how fast I am, how good I am at balancing, how flexible I am, how smart, how much I read, yeah. how much I watch Jujitsu. Yeah. Like there, and it's like it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's one of those things where. But it inspires you to keep going, dude. It makes me obsessed. Exactly. It, it literally. And that's just how I am. Maybe yeah. in seven months, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. But when I get obsessed like this, like that's how I ran a marathon is it yeah. started when I quit smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. by just wanting to run a lap around my fucking neighborhood without people? Dude, that's it. awesome. But this yeah. is how I, this is what I, this is what it brings me to me is too. like, I'm just obsessed and I'm excited now for the next like couple years. Like, yeah. So that's the way I'm thinking about it, man. Mm-hmm. What else, man? What else is going on other than fucking jujitsu, dude? What's in your mind? Cause, dude, I want to say as well, actually, and uh, I don't want to encourage people to do this. Yeah, but but I'm I like that you did do this, mm-hmm. but I actually don't frequently have people that ask to be on. I usually yeah. actually that's a deterrent.
1: Interesting. But
0: uh, yeah. I've been wanting to ask you to be on for a while. Mm-hmm. So when you did, I was like, yo, I it's the universe. Like yeah. he's like it's like same my, wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. And um cuz that's the other thing is sometimes like and I like that people like if if you reach out and I fuck with you or you're a homie or I like if you mm-hmm. got a cool story to share then yeah. like yeah fucking reach out to me dude if you're, if you're one of my homies like reach out to me yeah. like don't fucking hesitate mm-hmm. but like um just sometimes I've had like the random person reach out and I'm like I don't even know who you <laughs> are or like yeah. what the fuck why would I oh. like yeah. Dude, you're not coming. Cause the other thing is like, I film I don't have a studio. You're like, yeah. you're in my home. Yes, sir. So like, you, you gotta we be like, a fri- yeah, yeah. Like we gotta be friends. Like, yeah. But, um, it was just interesting. Like I was like, I wonder what he's like down to talk to. Like I wonder, mm-hmm. because I'm down to talk about anything, mm-hmm. but I was like kind of curious. Like I was like, what, what made you kind of want to chat or share your opinions or share
1: your views? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I just knew like, uh, we're same like similar minded on a lot of issues in our current world like with everything going on but going back to the reason why I asked you like one of my main kind of life tenets i think it's like a Wayne Gretzky quote or something just like you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take so i've been trying to be more intentional once again to put myself into opportunities and situations even if it's scary even if i will fail like at least i tried i can be proud that i tried i asked i the worst i could say is no type of thing <laughs> and you miss yeah you miss 100 percent the shots you don't take but i just yeah just watching the way the world's going and everything and just especially with this freedom convoy yesterday um well not yesterday but trudeau enacted the emergencies act where they're allowing these these police officers and these people in uniform to go and smash truckers windows and drag them out or run over an elderly lady with a horse and just like this isn't the Canada that I want my kids to grow up in like it's very saddening but on the same note I'm very hopeful because you could see the amount of unity and people from all races all backgrounds ethnicities everything like that coming together to fight for people's personal freedoms and a united Canada and it's it made me uh, the most proud to be a Canadian that I've ever been in my whole life, wanting to fight for that. And just seeing the way that Trudeau has enacted these these measures to take out any opposition to his narrative and all this stuff, man, it's it's sickening, honestly. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's fucking sickening, bro. And it just... I want my children and their children and all of our children and future generations to have a society... In a world that they live in where they can make their own choices, they can listen to whatever information they want to listen to, um, make up their minds on their own without being forced to go one way or the other. Every individual should have the ability to be their own individual, sovereign of their their mind, body, and spirit to be able, no matter what, like, you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. you don't, you don't. You want to go whatever the fuck you want to do, man, everyone should be able to do their own thing. As long as you're not hurting other people, as long as you're not like a fucking criminal, like you should be able to do whatever you want to do. And just the way that society's going and being forced into doing things, being coerced into doing things, that's not fucking right. That doesn't stand with me and doesn't stand with the vision that I, I hope for humanity. Like it just, this was, this is a relatively new thing. It's, it's been like almost three years now. Right. But prior to that, we were all like, sure. There's obviously always going to be disagreements, but you're able Mm -hmm. to make your own choices. You're able to do work hard and achieve your goals and put in the work, do all these things. But nowadays it's becoming less and less. Like you're forced into things that you don't want to do and segregating society into they and them and putting, once again, media narrative, putting people against each other on these divisive issues. And, uh, yeah.
0: No, dude, I I feel you, and I like that you're you're willing to voice those things because, like, man, it's um, I don't even know how these things became controversial. Mm-hmm. It's so fucked. Yeah. Because literally three years ago, I thought everyone was pro-choice. Me too. That's what they said, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, yo. You know, and, and there's certain comedians that have been doing a really good job recently. Um, like, Chris Lee has got this one thing going on right now where he's, like, joking about, like, they're pushing me right. Like, they're pushing me right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, bro, like, that's how I've been feeling. Like, it's like. Yo, me too, man. I was a left-wing guy for so long. Dude, I and you might Well, uh, I'm twenty seven. Yeah. Like I'll I'll be twenty seven in a couple months. Yeah. My first year at so
1: university like, at UVIC, I literally went door to door for multiple days campaigning for Justin Trudeau's first like campaign and shit. And now look where we are. Like it's just crazy the circumstances that people show their true colors. Like I don't that's know. That's interesting you say that, man. Yeah. Cause
0: I was one of those people that I legitimately was barely into politics before this. Yeah, me too. And and so like I wasn't even a I remember, but I did actually, I think I did vote liberal when Justin Trudeau, because I wanted weed to be legal. Yeah.
1: That Under- was understandable.
0: Yeah. That was yeah. like, that was where my head was at. Yeah.
1: And I think uh, honestly, that was one of my biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and I think there was something guys. to do with, uh, I can't remember. There's, but always, that was like, you know, freedom of choice. You thought like liberal, you thought like free, like community, unity, and accepting, like accepting and loving. Yes. You know, that, now look how it is. <laughs> It's crazy, man. It's, it's nice. Like the dude. things that they say, as long as they fit their narrative, it works. But if it goes outside their narrative, then it doesn't work. Like you're talking about being, uh, like person pro-choice. Like sure, as long as it's pro-choice, along with their narrative and their agenda. But if you deviate from that, then you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I want to say this about like the scooter thing because I, I I saw the same thing that you saw. Yeah. And um, I. I'm I'm like ninety nine point nine 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 percent in agreement with how you feel about it, but I will just say this, man. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I've just become so skeptical about everything, understandably, and that's from the media themselves because and time after time they've driven narratives where it's been found out that it's a complete bullshit. And no matter what you see these days, it's hard to just accept it at face value, whether it's from someone you believe in personally or from like the opposition, like anything you see. I'm I'm just
0: saying this because right now it's it's February 19th and that video came out last night. Oh, good point. So I'm just saying that by the time this airs, it's going to be like a week or two from now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to say that for any, like just no matter what happens, if that is the truth and that is exactly what happened, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like Terrible in, That should be A Legally you should be Fucking held accountable
1: mm-hmm.
0: And B Spiritually you're going to be Held accountable Yes Whether you like it or not And And maybe it's wrong Because I remember seeing like You know the swastikas And the confederate flags In the very mm-hmm. beginning and, yeah. and someone close to me in my family sent it to me And I was concerned I was like mm-hmm. What the fuck mm-hmm. And I remember I didn't say it But I felt I feel like I should have And one of the things I was thinking at the time was that's fucked. And I don't know how to reply to this, but I just want to wait. Yep. Good point. Because I don't know what's happening. And this is something that I've been, I I talked about this this morning on my call, Mm -hmm. my group call that I had. And it's like, look, like I'm at the point where unless you're willing to go and make certain actions that are going to be catalyst behaviors, like Mm -hmm. knowing about every single little thing that happens a, you're not even getting the truth, but B, it's like, you think that's doing you good? Mm-hmm. Like, it's distracting you from actually
1: loving the people in your life. 100%, bro. And just, like, drives people apart so much. Like, a lot of times, I take long breaks from Instagram because I, I start to have that realization, like, hey, it's making me polarized against, like, the other, whether I realize yes, it at the time dude. or not. Yes. But you, The algorithm does its fucking job. It shows you what outrages you. It shows you the things that you want to see and it just polarizes you like and once again outrage gets clicks thank you sir so i don't know like there are pros and cons to social media but they are intentionally trying to outrage you for sure
0: and thank you and it's so easy it's so easy to be outraged man especially Mm -hmm. like I, I want to say young men, but bro, it's young people. I feel like actually no, it's fucking everybody. Everyone. It's not even, I Everyone, was going to say young bro. people,
1: but it's not even young people. Yeah, I could definitely see like the thought process you had there like young men yet. Yeah. Oh wait, young people yet? Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, I
0: yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> I I was like trying to run it through a process of yeah. elimination. <laughs> I, I viewed it first through yeah. my lens and yeah. then I broadened it a bit and yeah. then even further, I was like, yeah. wait, no, every it's, it's motherfucker, everyone, dude. See
1: fucking like grandparents talking shit. <laughs> bro,
0: yeah. I've had like some of my close friends had yeah. to have Christmas at like my parents' place because yeah. they weren't allowed to go and see their family.
1: Jeez. That's unfortunate. That's sad. It's fucking brutal, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's f- fucked up. And like, I've also had family members like kind of unfollow disassociate themselves and it's like man without even like having a conversation just because of like things i posted and stuff like once again people are so like emotionally attached to the things that if you even bring up like a conversation they'll get so emotionally triggered that they want nothing to do with it and want nothing to do with you but people should have the ability to talk to someone they completely disagree with and still have like a civil conversation you know empathy and I find that
0: when I encounter those things, because I've had conversations, yeah, I've had family members that write me off, and so mm-hmm. be it. Like it's so I, be it.
1: Yes, whatever.
0: I I kind of think like if you're willing to not talk to me because we disagree about anything, mm-hmm. then that's weird. I view that as like what? Yeah, bro. Like, but damn. um, but I've I've even had you know people in my family that I respect, I love, like you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they disagree with me. And we've had the conversations, and there's two types of conversations. There's yeah. telling someone what you view as facts, mm-hmm. and then there's asking people why they think the way they think. Good point. And I've never had a bad interaction asking someone, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because most of the time, like we were saying earlier, you can find some sort of common ground.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or if you were to think, like, if you were to have the conversation of, like, why do you think this? Why do you think that? Well, why is that important to you? Yeah. How can you think that way? You can usually get to a point where you understand each other well enough that you could ask someone, could you understand why I might feel this way? And Relationships. Wh- and, like, once they understand, like, yeah. hey, I get why you feel that way. Then it's like, yo, we can just move on then. Exactly. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, like,
1: okay, I get your point. You get my point? Okay, we're good. Yeah, like yeah. maybe we
0: had different experiences. Like there's yes. certain people that I talk to like, where it's like, dude, I get why you're this afraid. Mm-hmm. I get, like I get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I've been that scared of s- certain things in my life and maybe it's justified, maybe it's not. But I know what it's like to feel
1: that way. 100%. And just like putting yourself... Easier said than done, though. It's another thing that you need to intentionally practice. But putting yourself, like someone you disagree with, putting yourself into their shoes and just like viewing it from their perspective to understand like more of their thought patterns and reasonings and stuff like that. But you're saying like how you never had a bad experience from uh, talking to people and asking them like why they feel the way they do. For the most part, yeah, I haven't had any, but except for that that freedom convoy, when I asked the guy, like, (laughs) "Hey, like, why do you disagree with this?" and yeah, basically told me go fuck myself. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, yeah, I've never had that either.
0: Yeah, I've had yeah. I mean, it's so funny, man. But most of the time, yeah, I've had a couple good experiences and I've had a couple poor experiences. Mm -hmm. But I'm just also, I feel like I have a lot of social interactions. In general, just because I'm always around different types of people from mm-hmm. like working in construction to yeah. r- having a podcast or going to the gym all the time. Like, I'm just conditioned to, I guess, not really say not like, not really miss because uh, I always like people know where I stand on all these things. Yeah. But I just, I try my best to conduct myself in a way like it's like, look, I just want you to be happy, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to do where my, like I'm going to operate within my own boundaries. Like I have my man, own. That's
1: the, that's the fucking thing, man. Like I want to res- like I will, and I do respect your, your, your business, your thoughts, your things. And let me respect mine. You know, like you do you, I'll do me. But a lot of times people won't let you do you in these, in this political time or this time. Like, they don't let you just be yourself. They don't let you just make your own choices. They get offended. Or they get outraged that you didn't do what they did or you're not doing what they're doing. And it's weird. People should be able to disagree or not. Like, okay, yeah, that's your life. You're, you're free. This, I'm not the controller of you. You should be able to do what you want. If we disagree. I'll do what I want. And that's fine. We can still be friends. But, like, so many people these days just, like, aren't okay with that. Whereas they used to be, like, three years ago. Like, sure, we may disagree, but it's your life and uh, I'm going to live my life my way, you know what I mean? Like, people get offended if you're not living the way that you're suppo- you're told to be lived.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, that's the thing that I've always, like, kind of, I mean, like, if you were to take any other views, mm-hmm. like, was it always this divided? Like, think about, like, when you're in high school maybe or whenever you were first exposed to it, I don't know, but, like, Think about like smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And like there was the odd maybe like if you had ten friends, there's like the odd one or two that are like, if you smoke weed, I'm not hanging out with you. Fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But definitely. most people in the friend group, like eight out of ten, yeah, were like I I either smoke it as well or I don't, and I don't care that you do. Like mm-hmm. it was always like there was never, I feel like any other thing exactly that was like so divisive. Yeah. Or like, and I guess maybe this is because we grew up in Vancouver here. Like, like you know, sexuality was kind of the same thing. Like, when mm-hmm. someone came out as gay, like it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, we don't care. Like, yeah, it's normal. Like, it's like, your it's life, like whatever. Do yeah. you? So like, I feel like it's just in the last couple of years where it's like, wait, you don't
1: think the way I do? Fuck mm-hmm. you. And I think the reason is is once again like the media implanting these narratives into people, and the people who don't catch on a lot of times just get programmed into it and thinking the way that they're telling them to be thought or told. And obviously the media has been weird forever, but like just since the pandemic, like it's been so much more intense in programming people to think the way that they're told to think.
0: I, but but I feel like media has always been like that. I, sure. I just feel like it's sure. just
1: in the last couple of years but that I, people reacted this way. I think it's because they made it seem like... <laughs> you're a threat to the community type thing if you don't follow this way or you're selfish. But, bro, that's the same propaganda that was yeah. in World War Two. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, the yeah. media hasn't
0: changed. It's no. literally, no. for some reason, like, I guess maybe but it's also, every 80 to yeah. 100 years that people just
1: allow it people, to change them. People have been... St- no one recently has experienced a global pandemic and known what was going to come. And like, there's so much fear and anxiety, confusion, confusion, like all these things, you know, and still confusion. Yeah. So it's like, I could see why for this scenario, for sure. Cause like none of us have experienced anything like this prior to this. Like sure. There was H1N1 and stuff like, yeah, we were like, I had that. You had H1N1? Yeah, bro. What was yep. that like?
0: I had the the shot, but like I never got. It. I never got the shot because I got yeah. the flu. I got yeah. the swine flu, and uh, actually that? it was like um, was like? shout outs to Andrew, my roommate. <laughs> He's the one that gave it to me.
2: Motherfucker! And uh, <laughs> we
0: both had it at the
1: same time. It was yeah. grade nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being like told to go home because it was like swine flu and shit. I was like, "Yo, what the? I f- remember mom? getting the
0: hand. <laughs> I remember getting the handouts, and I remember thinking, "What the fuck is that? Yeah. And then I just got sick. Yeah, but I always got sick as a kid. Yeah, and um, I didn't think anything of it. And then a couple of years ago, my mom was like, "Remember you got swine flu?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Yeah, like you had H1N1." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Are you kidding me?" And she's like, "Yeah, remember you got sick?" And I was like, "I was always sick." And she's like, "No, specifically like," in- and then I had to think back. Like I was like, "Oh." Like, uh, I remember getting the handout and I remember, mm-hmm. and even when Andrew and I moved in together, he's like, remember when we had swine flu, I was oh, like, bro, shit. yeah, that was nuts. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah. but, uh, I think I ended up getting, it was actually pretty bad for me. Yeah. Cause I, I think I got, he, he, I think he was rougher than I was. Mm-hmm. I think I may have gotten pneumonia from it. I, but, yeah. um i've always had respiratory issues like i have I asthma me too, yeah. and i have like a, i used to get sinus infections as a kid a lot mm-hmm. so i guess that's like you can kind of hear it in my voice like i'm kind of nasally and i just kind of have a tough it's not a good yeah it's not a good like kind of like yeah. what's going on in there but
1: mm-hmm. um but yeah you, you said you're sick. gonna get surgery on that too right
0: yeah, I have to because it's just smashed up from yeah. years of just like kind of playing rugby and being a fucking idiot. And have
1: you broken your nose? Is yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, a couple of times. Jeez, but um, just like getting it pushed, in, like not even yeah. breaking it. Sometimes, like you know, yeah. like sometimes in jujitsu happens when it just gets pushed in. Like mm-hmm. I have a very kind of like long soft nose like it's like not very wide so Mm -hmm. it like bends really easy you know malleable yeah yeah (laughs) some people have good noses for fighting man
1: yeah for sure i'm not one. some people have like some crazy (laughs) easily breakable ones you know like mine uh, yeah dude like look at this thing
0: it's like it sticks like you know it's like pretty easily break surface area yeah yeah and it's like long and flat it's kind of like a sail like (laughs) (laughs) triangle yeah like so it's easily to push it to one side so uh, um yeah genetically not built for having my face punched good defense good defense good defense big defense guy yeah but um yeah dude it's uh it sucks. I don't even remember where I was going with that. But, yeah, I had swine flu, yeah. and it sucked. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, even that, there wasn't fucking, like, there was no, like, vaccine fucking uh, division. Or any that, of that. No. I didn't get vaccinated from that. I just mm-hmm. had I had it, and then they were like, no, you had it. You don't need to get vaccinated. That's yeah. literally
1: what my doctor said. Like, people would follow normal science that we've been following for so long, you know? Like, we have an immune system like there's not just one one uh blanket fix for all the issues you know like there's many different avenues you can choose but they're just trying to the tide's kind of turning on the narrative but for the most part they've been just forcing one solution to a large problem instead of exploring other solutions or allowing like a freedom of choice to choose what sort of solutions you know or even people who don't even need a solution but maybe it's because with, I remember with H1N1, it wasn't like such crazy media to force and mandate the vaccine on that, no. right? I got the vaccine, but this is very strange,
0: very unique. It's, yeah, and it's weird. And it's the first time I've been like, what the fuck? Because I've got every other vaccine. Like, so I, I put yeah. a nail through my hand last tetanus. year and I got a tetanus shot. Yeah. I went to Jamaica. I yeah. got like, you know, a couple shots when I went mm-hmm. to travel. Like, yeah. I'm I have all my regular shots, right? Yeah, like and it's here. just like um I've never experienced this before and mm-hmm. I just feel like there's no other time where you'd be so divisive about a medical procedure. Like I I think of it this way, like put it put it this way. Nobody, I think in the right mind and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. would be okay if a school said you need to put your ADHD kid on Adderall or he's yeah. not coming to school.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fucked up.
0: There's no, I don't think anyone like if your kid if you grew up on Adderall or Ritalin or whatever, Concerta, whatever fucking drug you take, I'm not shaming you. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I'm saying if a school were to say your ADHD kid can't come without that,
2: mm-hmm. that would,
0: would be outrage. There would be no way that would happen. No, no way. If someone was like, yo, your kid that seems a little anxious has to come on anti-anxieties because he's wigging out. Mm -hmm. Or like you're the kid that's suffering from depression. Imagine like a school being like, yo, you can't come to school unless you take it. Like there's no other way. This is the only time where this is kind
1: of happening. And And it's it's been accepted. We could be. And we've been
0: okay with it.
1: A lot of people have, not everyone. But we could um, speculate on what the reasons are forever but one thing that is completely obvious, and it should be obvious to everyone, there's a reason why they're trying to force this on people, whether it's financial, like incentive, or whatever you want to think, there is a reason why they're mandating this on everyone, and this happens in, I don't remember any time where this has happened before. So there's, no matter what you think, they want everyone to take it for some reason, and I don't think it's just for everyone's health and safety.
0: I think it's very obvious that, and this is the thing I don't get. And, mm-hmm. and this is the thing that I, I talk to people about all the time is, and, and you kind of talked about it earlier. It's like, all right, let's isolate the problems that you care about in the world. Mm-hmm. And let's isolate the problems that I care about in the world. And no matter what, if you turn the news off or the TV or whatever, we have the same enemy.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Like for sure. the same people that that. And I, I'm not trying to make like a blanket statement and say that like everyone that thinks one thing thinks everything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying my pattern recognition has allowed me to view yep. that the
1: same people hunter gatherers.
0: Yeah, the, <laughs> the same the same people that kind of are in serv- are in favor of you know, having these restrictions around, having these mandates, having these passports, mm-hmm. the same people are the same people that if you were to ask them, who is the problem in society, they'd say the government is, you know, uh, uh, nationalist fucking, they support, you know, white supremacy, that all the cops are evil. Yeah. Like, fuck the man. Yeah. And then you ask the people that are like, not in favor of the restrictions. And you're like, who's the enemy? And they're like the government and the people controlling the government. Like, it's like, we're yeah. all seeing the same thing, right? Yes, 100%. Like, like we're all seeing who's fucking us all, right? Like, it's
1: like there's just like a thin wall between us that if it was just lifted, we would be on the same we side. We both look
0: over and like red dots on us. Like,
1: <laughs> done. You right? said too much. Yeah.
0: But it's like, bro, like it's like serious for real. If you actually sit, and that's why I say, yeah. when you sit down and you ask someone, why do you think this? Yeah. Why do you think that? Mm -hmm. Who's the enemy? What's the problem? Mm -hmm. There is the odd person that's like, it's the fucking liberals, or they're like, it's the fucking conservatives. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, someone's gonna be like, "Yo, the government's fucked."
1: Yes, and fucking us.
0: Left wing, right wing. Like, if you look in the '60s, the '70s, like the flower power, anti-war, anti-Vietnam movements, Mm -hmm. all the all the LSD movements, like shout out
1: Muhammad Ali, not. like, uh, going to jail for not fighting the Vietnam War.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All these people that were left-leaning mm-hmm. were saying, fuck the man. Yep. Right? And anyone right-leaning is like, fuck the man, because that's what right-leaning is. Is like, mm-hmm. don't fucking tax me. Leave me the fuck alone and let mm-hmm. me say whatever I want, do whatever I want. They yeah. want, like, less
1: control. So just, I feel like
0: everyone's aligned with fuck the man.
1: Well, it's just strange how it kind of goes back to, like, how we were both liberal and shit, but it's like nowadays... Conservatives have tr- kind of switched to more like traditional liberalism, and liberals or Democrats have shifted more to like fascism. And it's like I think there's fascism on all sides. To be fair,
2: yeah. okay, yeah.
0: but uh, but I do agree with you mm-hmm. because it pushed me to be more in favor of people that are on the conservative side. Mm-hmm. And
1: and there's snakes and rats all over the place. That's why it's better to. Just look at individuals instead of just aligning with one party like a blanket. That's standard. what I was going to say. Because there's good and bad on both, you know? Exactly. And there's evil in both. Yeah. Snakes. That's what I was going to say. Because half the
0: fucking right-wing guys are like fucking yep. anti-gay marriage. For sure. And like and anti weed. Paid off. And like all these things. Exactly, but, right? And I don't fuck with any of that no. either. No. Like, I, that's the thing I was saying earlier. is like, I'm equality and freedom across the board. Like, I'm about this, like... Yo, you want to fucking marry someone of the same gender? You want to change your gender? You want to do whatever the fuck you want?
2: Mm-hmm. I will speak business. to you respectfully. Yeah.
0: I will love you. I will want the best for you. I mm-hmm. want you to survive. I want your kids to survive. I want you to be happy. Yeah, and I just want the same opportunity. Exactly. That's yep. where I'm at. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and so, like, I don't even like aligning with right wing people because they fucking have their own hatreds. Yeah. It's for just sure. people Tribalism. are just selective with what hatred they have. Mm. They pick and choose like, oh, I just fucking, I'm accepting except for this.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's just like that bias that we allow ourselves to turn a blind eye to people who we like or look up to who do bad things too. We're like, oh, yeah, is whatever. And we just kind of focus on the good things. But with any person, with any group, there's good and evil on both sides, good and bad. And it's just like you need to be able to select those things and pick up those things and be aware of those things yeah and it's so difficult,
0: man, because um i mean i in 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 uh, in hopes that we don't go in circles here, it's like, man, I just feel like we just need to have like tolerance like um and that's why I asked if you read a lot of stoicism because mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of stoicism in the last like couple of years,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh it's just kind of one of the quotes that I keep having to tell myself is uh is um be tolerant of others and strict with yourself
1: that's a great one.
0: And, um, and it just sits in my head, man. Mm -hmm. And and I think of it in so many ways. And when I even say strict with myself, like, I mean, in a forgiving way.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Like I have to be strict in the sense of like, stick to your values. It is okay to mess up sometimes.
1: Like Mm -hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Problem I've had a lot of times in the past was like being too strict on myself and too self, like putting self-limiting beliefs and all those things. And if I, don't live up to my ideals. I feel bad about myself, but you're right. Having that aspect of forgiveness as well. And like to love yourself in those areas. Well, like I'm saying
0: like to be strict with, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. one of my values was to be forgiving. Mm -hmm. And so if I can embody that in 99% of the time, that's good. Mm -hmm. But why can't I do it hundred percent of the time? And what's the last 1%? It's -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Like I have a tough time forgiving myself. But if I identify as someone who's a forgiving person, a compassionate person, empathetic, then I have to be empathetic towards myself. I have to be forgiving of myself like For that's sure. what that means to me mm-hmm. like it's like embody it then don't yeah. talk about it, just embody the philosophy
2: mm-hmm.
0: like you have to be strict in that way, and it's just um it's something that I'm like even I have to focus on man like too, we al- we allow each other to. Where allow ourselves to kind of get, you know, like we said, emotional. And then when we get emotional, maybe if you're not used to processing that emotion or used mm-hmm. to enduring that, then it makes you like, it makes you hateful. It makes yeah. you kind of... You
1: just build it up within you without releasing it. And just like over time, you never know what's going to make you snap. Like all these emotions and memories stored up and pent up and building and building until one day it blows and... You could take it out on someone you really love, and it may not even, it could have just been like one random thing that triggers you of all these emotions over long periods of time. And you can really ruin your relationships, you can ruin aspects of your life, like so many different things. So it's so important, especially for men, to learn how to like process their emotions and to like channel that energy into different positive things. And that's why, yo, know, I highly recommend even if you're not even in a bad spot if you're a guy you should check out counseling sometime in your life mm-hmm. it'll help you so much and like there sh- it shouldn't be like stigmatized or anything like it just helps you to understand yourself how to manage your emotions and to live with your emotions and to be accepting of yourself and it's always going to be an ongoing process but definitely highly recommend counseling for men or just talking to someone bro
0: yeah man and um uh I mean, I kind of want to wrap up soon, but mm-hmm. I really like the the topics going on. I was going to ask you one mm-hmm. or two questions, and you can yep. choose which one you answer. Um, we can either talk more about like your first experience going into counseling and, and kind of maybe how people might have questions about that or what they might think, or I might be able to ask some maybe FAQs. Mm-hmm. Or um, I also want to ask you as well about um, like where you see the world going. And you can kind of pick whichever one you want to answer and then maybe we'll start the next episode with with the one that you don't, but Mm I kind of more about like where you see the world going in the near future, maybe the far future, like if you have hope, if you don't, or, or yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe also about counseling, whatever you like.
1: Yeah. I like the the latter question. I want to go with uh, where I see the future going and it's, it's just crazy. Things are so uncertain, even like in a week's time, you never know what could be happening. But uh, for a long time during all of this, I've, had like a lack of hope, like I felt like the minority trying to spread truth to other people or like help people to see the lies and deception, and I felt like the huge minority, but over time it's been so heartening to see um, other people start to see certain things and to be more open to different ideas and like accepting of others, even if it's dis disagreeing ideas but um I think that the powers that have been evil and been doing things are going to continue they're not done um they know that united we stand divided we fall they'll continue to try and divide us but i do have hope especially seeing with this freedom convoy how easy it is for all of us no matter what we believe in to unify and to stand up for what's right for everyone and not to just segregate people and they it's going to be an ongoing battle and i think it's um what's I think it's darkest before... What's that quote? The... the Darkest dawn before the... I don't even fucking know.
0: Dawn is darkest before dawn? The, yeah, exactly. Du- du- Something like that. Dusk
1: is dark... <laughs> it's going to be worse before it gets better, I think. I think... I know the brighter the, the light, clim- the darker the shadow. That's a good one, yeah. I
0: know. But
1: I know we're... I don't think we're at a climax yet. I think we're still like rising action in the story. But I do truly believe... All of us are here in this time period for a real reason. Whether we know it or not, I think that we're here for a reason during this time. And these are pivotal pivotal times for all of humanity going forward. So what we decide to do in these moments will decide the fate of the future. And I just pray that humans can unify and love one another. And just no matter what you believe in, like we're all human. And we all deserve our own individual sovereignty. Yeah, 100% man. I I completely align with that. And I think um
0: like I think that it comes down to and uh I think this is something that you you'll like because it is kind of a, a aligned with intentionally living and it's kind of more like a, a stoic philosophy as well Is like uh they they speak a lot about like you um not just the idea of like um uh, you know, there's certain things within your environment that you can control and and that you can't control. mm mm-hmm. Mhm but furthermore as well like um, you have like you're 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 always in control to some degree mm-hmm. because you you always have a choice yes. And, yes and
1: that's so crucial
0: and i think that it's important to note that every generation is faced with something yes right like cuz if some you were to look some big event yeah yeah like if you were to look in like i mean maybe the 80s and 90s were awesome But Mm -hmm. like before that, like the '60s, '70s, they had Vietnam. Yeah. Before that, the '50s and '40s. Cold wars. Yeah, they had cold wars, Mm -hmm. world wars. Yeah. Great depressions, Mm -hmm. different genocides, and um, it's like at the end of the day, there's always going to be this division. There's always going to be a push to fuck with people and to try and make money and try and gain power and. And there's always different nefarious ideas. Like there's, and like I said in the very beginning, I'm down to go whatever rabbit hole anyone wants to go. And most, you know, and there's some truth behind a lot of it. And sometimes it's symbolism and, and, you know, I I like to kind of explore these things. But what I'm trying to say is every day you have a choice. Yes. Right. And so like if you're one of those people that's like anti-fucking mask, anti-fucking restriction, whatever, and you encounter someone that, you know, wears a mask or wants you to wear a mask. Like you have a choice to deal with that person person with love and compassion or to fucking laugh at them or call them names.
2: Mm-hmm. And like
0: if you're on the other side of that like, when you encounter someone that comes in and maybe they have a medical exemption or maybe they have anything, like, I'm not talking about the reasons why I'm not fucking mm-hmm. wearing a mask because, yeah. in my eyes, it's nobody else's fucking business. Like, exactly. if you're sitting there wondering if you really fucking care about why I feel the way I feel, then we can have a f- shoot me a fucking message yeah. and we can have a discussion about yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, I'm trying to say is when you encounter someone and they have a different view That's than you, their choice. Like, well, not only that, but you have a choice based on how you react. Yeah right like mm-hmm. like the idea or excuse of i'm just doing my job like that's oh. i've never heard someone do something good and say that no yep. no nope. facts facts and and like oh. you think back to any time in history when there was segregation or anything that's fucked
2: mm-hmm. like think
0: about every bus driver yep. that pushed people that were minorities specifically like black people to the back of the bus mm-hmm. you know, every single one of them had a choice every yep. single day hmm to to act like a noble person or to be a fucking racist, yeah, and that's a choice mm-hmm. every day,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and everyone at all times is faced with that choice yep. of how are you going to react to people around you? How are you going to act with love? Are you going to act with compassion? Are you going to act with patience? Are you going to act with tolerance? Are you going to act? You know what? How are you going to behave? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of us are fucking up, man, myself included. Like myself I, included, and it's like.
1: Understanding that you have that
0: choice.
2: Yep.
1: And something that everyone can do to help them to be better in those situations of taking the time to pause, reflect, and make a choice, definitely try and meditate. Meditating will help you to be more accustomed to those situations and to be able to pause and feel your breath. And then instead of reacting to reflect and then choose what you want to do, choose how you want to react instead of just reacting without a second thought.
0: Bro, I, um, when I think about mindfulness, mm-hmm. I think of journaling and meditation. Mm-hmm. And I am much better at journaling than I am at meditation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But listening to the way that you speak, and I don't know if you had to practice this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it makes me want to meditate more. Dude, because I know that you feel the it. same way that I do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but the way that you're presenting yourself is completely different than the way I'm presenting myself. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to change the person I no, am. No,
1: we're both individuals. But I want
0: to achieve... Uh, I guess maybe not the same calmness, but mm-hmm. I just want to be able to process this emotion in a way that I'm not yelling, for sure. <laughs> and yeah. you know what I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I I get it, man. Like I'm good at I'm good at journaling, and I think of myself as a mindful person. But mm-hmm. this conversation has motivated me subconsciously that I need to prioritize meditation. Dude,
1: more. it's like. Sometimes it's like such a chore, like, oh, like I don't want to sit down and close my eyes. And I just feel pressed for time all the yeah. time. Yeah. Well, you could even. Even taking like, five minutes. I know what oh, you're about to say. I was going to say even five minutes. Bro,
0: I'm one of those yeah. people where like five minutes seems yeah. like gold to me. For sure. Like, I'm one of those people where I'm like, yo, let's go, go, go. And like, it doesn't, it's not that I have to be doing something. It's just like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: actually, that's it. Yeah, is I have to be doing something. It ADHD, doesn't have to ADHD. be something that
1: makes me money. It doesn't yeah. have to be something that you know, like it's just I have to be doing something. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Like diagnosed for ADHD, like I was prescribed Vivans and all the shit. I don't do any of those, but um, yeah, I always have to be doing something. And through meditation, it's helped me to learn to just be calm with just sitting and being in my environment. Because like no, I I'm going to meditate tonight, fiddling man. my hands, like moving my foot, like playing with something, being stimulated by something. But sometimes, like, even, like, every day or, like, every other day, if I remember to do it, I'll just, like, set an alarm for 30 minutes and put my phone away, like, not look at any screens, not even read a book, like, nothing. Just, like, walk around, maybe eat some food, like, just no stimulation.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do go for, like, well, that's the thing I was going to say. I go for walks or runs mm-hmm. in the morning but I'm always listening to something. Me like too. there's always or, dude, an Bringing your
1: phone to the bathroom. Like the you do that, <laughs> I do that. Like, Yeah, dude. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. These things suck us in so much. Or uh, the other rule
0: I'm trying to have now is not to look at my phone in my bedroom.
1: That's a great one. Just get your body ready to go to sleep naturally. You know? Or
0: in the morning. Just yeah. in the bedroom, I don't want to look at my phone. If I mm-hmm. want to get up and move out of the bedroom... Then look at my phone. It's mm-hmm. fine. Then just get up. Yeah, like
1: that's okay. But not just laying in bed. Linger. Just, yeah. Yeah. Lingering. That's a good one. Yeah. Like it's I just, try not to do that too, but like obviously, it's, sometimes you do it. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's yeah. brutal.
0: It's and that's the thing is like same with meditation. It's like something that you have to add. like actually. Yes. And and every other way, I was talking. It's so funny. I was talking about like ways that it's easy to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Uh, like last week with uh, with someone like. Um, and it's just, like, there's certain ways that it's, like, easy to be disciplined. Like, say, like, with exercise or yeah. what time I wake up in the morning. Like, those are easy things for me to be disciplined at. Mm-hmm. But there's other things that I just, uh, I write off as unimportant. Same here. And uh, that's meditation for me. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm, a, I'm making that promise, man. I'm gonna Beautiful. Meditate. Yo, what yeah. up, bro?
1: What's up?
0: Andrew just got home. For everyone yeah. that uh, listened to last week's episode. same same guest but um, that's a perfect way to wrap it up man I think that's a a fucking wicked conversation and bro thanks for having it with me thanks
1: for having me brother
0: and thanks for the rules today and uh, bro like I I love this conversation but if you want to share a little message for everybody else or you Mm want to make any shout outs
1: or Uh, not any shout outs or anything or plug your Instagram you can plug your Instagram you can follow me on Instagram at West Asian Warlord one word but yeah man just be able to have conversations with people you don't agree with. And just even if you never come to a conclusion on something you agree with, the fact that you're able to discuss these things with someone else and understand someone else's perspective will help bring humanity together in the long run. And it's something that we can all work towards doing better. So, oos. Oos. I love it. Much love.
0: Peace out. Peace. Thank you so much, bro.
1: Thank you.